Welcome to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Magna One Motorsports. Are you ready to go GNCC Racing? Look at these guys. Oh, boy. We got it wheel-to-wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down to the inside. No. Can't get the line he wants. National champion Jordan Ashford. I appreciate it, man. It's- the Split Line Off-Road Podcast from Magna One Motorsports. Here's your host, Rodney Cooper, and co-host, Brandon Whitehair. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, with me today. As always, uh, where is he? I, I think he's in Florida where or something. He? Where'd he go? I think he moved away. With me today... Devin Masters. Devin, what's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? You ready to do this? Let's do it. You ready to get into episode 109? You know it, baby. All right. Can we... Let's turn this down just a little bit. There. The music. So we're having technical difficulties already without, without the white hair. All right, guys, we are ready to get into episode 109. We are ready to talk about the Tiger Run GNCC this weekend coming up. I'm excited to get back to racing. It's been, it feels like it's been a little while since since we were there, but we're back. We're back. So being that Brandon is on vacation this week, Devin is sitting in the chair with me today. And without Devin over in the Keys, we had to bring in the A-team, Jonathan Whitehair. Jonathan's going to be sitting behind the Keys tonight running the producer spot. What's up, Jonathan? What's up, guys? So we are ready to get into it. Tonight's going to be a good episode. We have Jay Shadron coming on the episode. Uh, he'll be coming on here in just a little bit. And then we have Zach Heron coming on. He's the new announcer for uh, one of the new announcers for the GNCC for Racer TV. It's going to be a good time talking to those guys getting ready for the Tiger Run GNCC. Been doing an awesome job, too. He has been. He has been. Before we get into it too far, though, we have to thank our awesome sponsors. First and foremost, we got to thank Magna One Motorsports. If you need a used bike, helmet, goggles, gear, or anything else, make sure you check out Magna Motorsports, MagnaOneMotorsports.com, and check them out at any track site at GNCC, any PG event. Make sure while you're there, you also get, pick up yourself some Magna One Clean It, the revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike, ATV, or anything else you take to the track this weekend. We also got to thank Guts Racing. Guts has been a leader in seat innovation and technology since 1985. And they manufacture the best seat covers, best seat foams. Trust me. Trust Brandon. Don't trust Devin. What's that supposed to mean? They're the best. Because you're not currently running one. I still have them. You still have them on a broke down Suzuki. That's just because I'm rebuilding it. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. But make sure you guys get your butts on a seat cover. We'll be giving one of those away soon. It might be this coming fantasy week. I'm not sure yet. We got to check that out. Hey, the people get excited about those giveaways. Oh, yeah. I get excited about the giveaways. I love the giveaways. It's fun to give that kind of stuff away. It's like Oprah. You get a seat cover. You get a chain and sprocket set. But you can't go wrong with any of the gifts that we give away, though. No, you definitely can't go wrong. And speaking of gifts to give away, we also need to be giving away some some seal savers here pretty soon. Because if you guys are running the GNCC series, you guys know that you need to save the seals on your forks, on your ATV coils, 
on your palm savers, on uh, the boot savers. Make sure you go to sun, or to uh, Seal Savers and use the discount code SPLITLINE with a capital S to save 25% off of anything on their website. I promise you, you guys won't regret it. It'll save your bikes. Right, Devin? Yeah, I mean, with all the creek crossings and the muddy races that'll be coming, it'll definitely help. And you do use your Seal Savers. I know that. So, And I know that you know your, uh, uh, your shafts are thanking you. Yeah, there's no dirty shafts around here. <laughs> no dirty shafts around here. We also got to thank Sunstar Chain of Sprockets. What are those things made of? Case hardened steel, baby. Case hardened steel. If you guys want to finish a GNCC race, a GNCC season, multiple seasons, make sure you get on the Sunstar Chain and Sprocket kit. If you don't trust me, trust every single pro rider on XC1 uh, on the sa- on Saturdays. Every ATV guy is running a Sunstar Chain and Sprocket set, and for good reason, because they are the best. Right, Devin? How many Chain and Sprocket sets can you go to Snowshoe with no skid plate and still be able to run it when you're done? One. Sunstar. Sunstar, that's right. Save 30% by using the discount code SPLITLINE30 to save 30%. Get on that, guys. All right, and then we also got to thank the Mountains to Hair Scramble Series. Uh, unfortunately, they had to cancel their first round. We had a torrential downpour this past weekend, so they had to cancel the first round. The second round, make sure you guys check out the uh, website for their series updates and their uh, social media platforms. They will have all their so all their uh, schedule changes and scheduled events listed up there. And it sucks too because we had a we had some pro riders wanting to go out and race those races because they heard it here on the show and ended up getting canceled. So maybe we can get them out for the next one. Yeah, I was going to run it for seat time, man. Yeah. Can't run it if there's no race. Can't run it if there's no race. I Were think you, it's April 7th and 8th now. Would you have ran it in that in that condition? Uh, yeah, I don't care. I just like to race. <laughs> I got still Sabres and Sunstar chain and sprockets, so I'm fine. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, Devin, what have you been into, buddy? Uh, I finally got my fuller back. Yeah. So that's awesome. Is it running? It is running. Good deal. It sounds pretty crispy too. So we'll see. All right. Uh, I'm excited right. for the weekend, and uh, we we ended up getting a new injector, messed with the TPS sensor, and put a new kill switch on it because we had some bare wires on the kill switch that was causing us problems too. So okay, cool. We should be good to go now. Good deal. Good deal. So you ready for Tiger Run this weekend? Yeah, I went to the orthopedics <laughs> today. They uh, told me to keep doing the exercises on my ankle, and they're hoping in the next three or four weeks, maybe I can be somewhere close to 100% again on my ankle, and uh, looking forward to that. Um, no surgery, though. That was the that was the, the big thing we were anticipating to see if we were going to need or not. So luckily, we don't have to have surgery. That's good. That's good. So, so are you able to do, like, if you were at a percentage, what are you at right now? probably like 60 i would i'd safely 60%? i'd safely say i'd be somewhere around 60 percent. okay okay i can still do stuff i just can't do a lot of things <laughs> like, <laughs> like i can ride my i can ride my how do you feel riding how do you feel riding okay what percentage are you on the bike it's fine at the beginning of the race uh-huh. it's just as the race goes on it starts to starts fatigue I'll, yeah okay I, I can feel it getting tired uh, the biggest thing is, is that since everything is not healed back up yet, it also affects my leg. So, like, I can feel the uh, tiredness going up into my calf and my lower leg, and that kind of <clears throat> kind of messes with you a little bit when you're riding at the end of the race. Yeah. But it's okay. We'll we'll get through it, and then uh, hopefully, you know, three four weeks from now, we'll be ready to go completely. 
But uh, until that point, we'll we'll see where the just results manage. are. Just manage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How many so. drop rounds do you have that you can use? I used Is them all two? already. You've used them all already? Yes, yeah, it's, it's three. <laughs> it's three? Oh, so okay, okay. Yep. So, yeah. okay, starting fresh right here. Yep. This weekend. This weekend. All right, let's go. It's it's a do or die. You know? Okay, okay. Well, it's playoff season already. Yeah. Okay. If, if I don't do good now, we're done. <laughs> hey, guys, make sure you like and share the show. We appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, last week's episode with Walker Fowler was, I think, our record episode so far. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, we've had, um, I want to say, combined with uh, uh, listens and, and, and views, it was close to like like few thousand listens and, and then um, a thousand or so views. Uh, so it's really cool uh, to uh, see the numbers growing and uh, we appreciate all you guys listening and sharing and uh keep it up because we uh we want to keep this thing growing and and keep moving forwards and we actually might have a special guest in caller for tonight's uh sunstar chain and sprocket segment i'm not going to name drop anybody but uh he might might have temporarily been sitting in devin's chair but once once prior so uh <clears throat> we'll see if we can get him on the horn for the sunstar shifting gears segment make sure if you guys have any questions no matter how great or dumb those questions are, please put them in the con con uh, comment section, and producer Jonathan will uh, will be reading those questions and uh, sifting through the great ones later on in the show. That'll come up in between the Jay Shad interview and the Zach Heron interview. So uh, let's break down Supercross real quick this weekend. Um, great racing once again. Uh, what st what stood out to you? I just it's close racing, but I like the fact that Eli Tomac rebounded. Did you see the hotline he had through the whoops? I did. Like the whoops have been his weakness this year. Yeah, and he was just blitzing through. <clears throat> when they showed the split on the whoop section alone, he was over half a second faster. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I just think you know. Um, it definitely was a rebound, and I think the cream has risen to the top. For sure, for sure. I, I don't think Chase Sexton can finish a race in the lead at this point. Jonathan, no, what no. do you think? No, and I honestly, I, you know, I, I really like Chase Sexton. I I mean, he's, he's a great rider, but he just can't put it together, man. He's just so fast, but he's so fast it's reckless. Like uh, we went, to, but he doesn't look reckless. He looks so smooth, right? I know, and that's the crazy <laughs> thing. Like Indy was so unfortunate for him because we actually, uh, me and my fiance, went up and watched that race in person, and it was just crazy to see what, see what happened because he looked fine, and then all of a sudden he hit a kicker and he's laying on the laying on his back. <laughs> it's like, what what happened? <laughs> so this week you, he he went down in a straightaway. It wasn't even a turn. Yeah, yeah. like not even a jump. Just, do you think it has something to do with bike setup? A lot of people are saying it's the Honda, not him. And, I mean, if you look at Roxon, I mean, everybody's complaining that he's on a Suzuki, but, I mean, he did win Indy, so, I mean, it's possible. I mean, he uh, Roxon struggled on the Honda. I mean, he had times where he was great and the setup was great, but then if the setup wasn't on point, he really struggled. And it seems like even with switching to the Suzuki, with it being as old as what it is, I mean, let, let's just face it, all, all they did was update the plastic. Yeah. But he's been more consistent. Oh, absolutely. I absolutely. think he's stronger at the end of the race, too, than what he was on a Honda. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we can say that it was the bike or maybe he just trained that much harder coming into this season. But yeah, definitely looks like there could be something there. What I love about this championship series, though, is the fact that we mentioned the cream rising to the top. 
Sexton or um, uh, uh, Tomac and Coop Webb. We've never seen these are the past four championships that has went to these guys. We've never seen them boast where they're on their A game though. In the past four seasons, it's been like okay, it's Eli's year or it's Coop's year. I am pumped to see them both. Like okay, it's either one right now, right? I did, mean, did you see Webb after the race when they pulled over by the podium? Just the look on his face, he was so... He was, he was mad. Yeah. He was pissed. He was pissed. Oh, he's, he's coming back for next week for sure. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Is that plugged in? Yeah. Good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if we lose that, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're all good. <laughs> all right. All yeah, right. He, was, he was definitely pissed. He is not happy about it. I think the thing that probably made him the most mad is that he is known for being strong at the end of the yeah. race yeah. and being the guy that if he's behind you, you don't get away. Yeah. And Eli just started pulling. Yeah, and it was like yeah. that. That was it. As yeah. soon as he got enough gap, Coop just kind of he kind of backed off and let him have it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's your guys' take on the uh, Cameron McAdoo uh, and um, uh, Hunt or Jet Lawrence event in the uh, the two fifty main or two fifty race? Heat. Good gosh, I can't even get it out. Oh, dude. <laughs> Did you see uh, Hayden Deegan and Jordan Smith going back yeah, and forth? Yeah, I on saw that? that. I saw that. That was funny. Said it's a little out of hand, a little extra for a heat race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's it's a tough situation. I mean, I I think that racing here recently is is this, it's gotten to the point where it has to get aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the the talent that they have is just it's on another level. I mean, this is talent we've never seen before. So unfortunately. I think it's you're going to see a lot more of this. You don't typically see like guys getting into each other going down the straight stretch, though, right? No, not typically. I yeah, mean. I mean they were racing hard. It was hard to anticipate what Jet's next move was going to be. I kind of, I kind of thought that Jet came over on Cameron. Yeah, I'm sure Cameron wasn't expecting Jet to come off of that and kind of scoot over to the side mm-hmm. like he did. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're racing that tight. It's kind of like Hunter Lawrence in his last interview when he was like, dude, we make decisions on a millisecond out there. Yeah. People can't pay their phone bill when they got a whole month to do it. Yeah. So you can't anticipate some of those moves. And I think McAdoo and Jet are just, they're racing each other really, really good right now. And it was just kind of an unfortunate thing that happened. I don't think it was either one of their faults, really. And I think it was good racing. So oh, it's kind of like the uh, the incident with uh, Hunter Lawrence. I mean, when he uh, I think it was R.J. Hampshire that cross jumped and then uh, wrecked into Hunter Lawrence. Yep. I mean, it's kind of the same incident. I mean, you you don't really plan for somebody to cross jump like that, and then you know next thing you know somebody's on the ground. Yeah. Well, like you could relate this to cross country racing. Most of the passing that you would see it be like super, super tight like that would be in the fields when we're in the turns and different things. We don't always anticipate where you're going to set up for the turn. And sometimes it cost us. Mm-hmm. So if I'm thinking that you're going to go wide and I go to cut wide also, or to the inside, but then you cut short on the turn. Well, now I'm already committed to go there. So yeah. yeah. what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So yeah, it was just, I think it was a racing incident. I don't think it was anything personal. And, uh, I'm here for the tea, though. Like, I enjoy the drama. I enjoy, like, the yelling at each other. I'm good with it. I think we've been missing it for years. Like, I th- I don't think that aspect has been there for a long yeah. time, and this year we're getting plenty of it. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But then people want to complain about it also, so. Yeah, I'm, well, 
I'm here for it. I'm here for every bit of it. Yeah. That's why, like, I love watching. Um, I, I I love watching the guys in the 450 class go back and forth. Um, Barsha is like, I when Barsha's on, there. In my opinion, there's no better entertainment to watch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're just waiting for somebody to get booted off the track. <laughs> well, plus, he's been like the fastest guy. Yeah. At the end is. of the race, he's been like the fastest guy on every, the track. Every yeah. weekend. Yeah, he's been yeah. like, I, I think he might win a race this year. Yeah, yeah like I mean, if, if he gets a start, oh, it, absolutely. it could he's, be bad. He's yeah. looking for one. Yeah. Uh, I like what Doug Kirk said. He says, let's just hope that they keep this energy in the 250 class. I mean, it has made it interesting. I mean, there are, like you guys said, I think for a while it's just been so – like laid back, the person who's out front, you know, we already know who's going to win. And and now with everything that's been going on, it's like you really don't know. You really don't know. It could be one of six guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, the other thing to look at is in the past it's been if you get a good start, you're gone. Yeah. These guys are getting bad starts and still getting to the front and battling with each other. Yeah. So. It's insane. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What about Moran's? He's been picking it up too. For him to get the, fir- the first to the finish line, I'm a Paul fantasy guy and for him to get the first to the finish line is ridiculous i mean that that was awesome though yeah i thought it was cool um he did say that obviously he made a little mistake he went over the (laughs) turn he posted about it though and was like you know every week i feel like i'm getting closer and closer to being able to getting used to that that speed yeah so i think that's a good confidence booster for him he got a grand for the heat race whole shot and then five grand for the main event whole shot for, from a sponsor, so you can't. I mean, that's a good weekend, right? That's pretty yeah. good payday. Good payday. I mean, yeah. more in a weekend than most of us make in a month. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So, uh, uh, in the uh, fantasy side, over the pulp side, um, we didn't get the Rocky Mountain stuff because Brandon's not here, and I don't do Rocky Mountain. <laughs> but uh, I don't have it. KTM Rider uh, took first place. Let's go, Brandon took second place. Mason Seal Savers took third place. T Williams took fourth place, and H Bomb rounded out your top five. And for the season, um, uh, it, it's uh, let me see here real quick. For the season, it is KTM Ryder uh, sitting in the first place position. Tian Williams, second place, back flipping 336, is in third. Billy Bebot is in fourth, and Kyler Murray is in fifth place. And I have to search all long ways down before I find Brandon and myself in the uh, 12th and 13th position. No, um, make I'm sure you guys – You're not even playing? I gave up. <laughs> I couldn't even make it past, like, 35th <laughs> i think i did like the first two weeks and i was like yeah i think i'm done with this because like I'm, my points were so bad i'm like i'm never coming back <laughs> it's tough it's yeah. tough are you gonna get uh are you gonna get your uh your split line fantasy team in before you go down this week yeah all right i hope so i hadn't decided who. i, I know once you get down there you're not gonna get your team in i'm definitely doing it before i leave yeah yeah, I, I need like that email reminder, like, "Hey, put your team in." Listen here, <laughs> maybe if we ever if get we, the website, if we get a website, that'd be great. That'd be great. But uh, getting a website has been a little bit of a struggle. Um, so, where are we at with that? We, they said it'll be done Wednesday, but I've heard that several times. So, I was gonna say that's what, like, the fifth time we've heard that. Yeah, it's it's turning into like a you know, every Friday looking for it to be done. So. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, guys, again, uh, Sunstar Chain and Sprocket segment, the uh, Shifting Gears segment will be in between uh, the interviews. Make sure if you guys have any good questions for Brandon, make them extra good for Brandon. He get might be some, a little more exciting today. Get some, get some Brandon questions in this chat. I promise you, you guys will, will not regret that. I'm thinking he 
probably will give you non-censored <laughs> answers today. It's a special day. Yeah. It's a special day in Brandon's life today. So, <laughs> so get those questions in. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions for the people coming on tonight, we can uh, we can ask them some questions too while they're on. So make yeah. sure you get those in the comments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that being said, we're going to get to our first guest, Jay Shadron. Uh, we're going to get him on the line. Uh, excited to hear him talk about his uh, – uh, is it his rookie year? We've got we to get this decided. He says it's he his rookie on. year. He says it's his rookie year. Rookie year. I will – We'll definitely talk why. about this. All right. All right, we'll come back after break and talk to Jay Shad. You've seen them at the track. Now, online, Magna1Motorsports.com. From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna1's Magna1 Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon, join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Splitline Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer of protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back from commercial break. Thank you guys for sticking with us. And uh, on the line, we have number six, XC1 ATV rider, Jay Shad. Jay Shad, what's going on, man? Not much, just uh, getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, man, it's been uh, weekend off and uh, back at it. Uh, um, uh, thanks for coming on the show tonight. We appreciate, uh, always appreciate having you on and uh, talking some good racing. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I always like being on the show. It's always a good time, and uh, yeah, good to talk to you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, are you excited for this weekend or what? Uh, pretty excited if... Uh, the rain holds off on Saturday. What I get mixed reviews all the time on this track. Either people love it or they really hate it. <laughs> which yeah. which one are you? I usually like this one better than the first one. They run like a different section of the property, and um, I like it a lot better than the same old 
wore out stuff, they run it round one. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Where do you think you're going to end up this weekend? I was looking at the results, and right now you're running top five in points, and you got two sixth and an eighth. So do you think you can pull off top five this weekend, maybe a podium? Man, I'm hoping so. Um, really shooting. Uh, just like to get top five this weekend and uh, just to get back in there. You know, um, didn't have the best race at Georgia. Um, just got to get my starts figured out, really. That's a that's a big thing for me. I'm starting way back and um, trying to come up and catch those guys. It's just it takes it all out of you. And if you can't get on them right away, they're pretty much gone. So, um yeah, just made a few changes and stuff like that. Try to get the bike starting better. Um, made some changes in the front end, some suspension changes, and uh, got it working really good. Pretty happy with it. So hopefully I have a good weekend. Yeah, we were talking about um, – you mentioned your starts. And it, this class, you know, I, we know that uh, that Bryson has won every race and, you know, pretty convincingly. But besides that, I mean, the, the talent level in this class is so high – how start dependent do you feel these races are nowadays? I think very because um, the, they just put on depending on who gets the lead, they just put on such a charge right off the bat. And uh, if you aren't there, if you're back mixed in with some of the other guys that aren't really in that lead pack all the time, it's uh, you start losing time quick, and then you got to try to catch those guys that are up front. And to be up front in that in that lead pack, it's already as fast as you can go. So trying to go faster than that is like nearly impossible. <laughs> so, so I think it's starts are huge. Yeah, I believe. I mean, I agree with that. I've always had bad starts and coming from the back is way harder because once you do get clean air, you don't even know what pace those guys in the front are running. So then you have to find their pace plus some to run them down and you have no clue what that is. So I think that definitely makes it more difficult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and you kind of get used to like, I don't know, for me, it's hard to like adapt to different paces throughout the race. Like as soon as I get on to one pace, I kind of like want to keep that pace. And uh, if I try to push the issue, then I start making mistakes and getting uncomfortable and stuff like that. So I'd rather just get that, that fast pace right from the get go. Yeah. You ever have like, I've had the issue of getting stuck behind somebody that might be riding slower than me and then not be able to get around them for a little bit. And then when I do get around them, having trouble picking the pace back up to where I was. And I don't know how to get past that, but I, I feel like that could be an issue too. So, Yeah, I'm struggling with that a little bit myself this year. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it been like, uh, you know, moving from the XC2 class to the XC1 class? We have a lot of questions uh, that were listed to you today, like, like you know, uh, the difference between this time and the last time you were in XC1. But I want to know, like, currently right now, like, um, like, how do you feel jumping from XC2 to XC1 this year? Uh, um, the the pace of the race, is it different at all? Or do you feel like it's just, you know, you're just already in the mix and you don't have to run up to it? Uh, I think the pace is a lot different. Um, usually XC2, I just try to get out front and get away. And um, that's really not the case anymore. <laughs> um, so just trying to find find that faster pace is um, it's pretty challenging. And it's a little nerve-wracking, too. Like, my nerves are getting me sometimes. Like, the first start of the year, I didn't turn the key on. So <laughs> it's the stupid stuff like that, just <laughs> yeah. making mistakes. And um, just got to get used to it again. Um, the pace is definitely, definitely faster. I mean, the results are like, 
I'm still showing like sixth, eighth overall, like I was last year, but um, 30 seconds to a minute off a third instead of six minutes. So like that, that just shows like the pace is just that much faster. Yeah. It sounds blistering fast. So question we have to ask, we may, we maybe have made this controversial, but all it's all in fun. Uh, rookie or, 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 or are we not a rookie? What's the, <laughs> I get that a lot. Uh, a lot of people want to talk about that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like seven years out of the class is enough to be reclassified. Reclassified as rookie? Okay, okay. Did you follow that with the AMA? That's that's just my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we enjoy poking or poking at that. Uh, but like honestly, I absolutely love what you did uh, stepping away from the sport and then coming back and not like just jumping in the deep end, but like working your way up and then kind of going through the XC2, which you never got to do the first time around. Um, how, um, how much of a, do you have a boost for you? Do you think it was this time around taking those every step to XC1? Um, I think it was more of, coming back after the break it was more of just building that confidence back up learning relearning how to put that whole race together and um relearning the speed i mean the speed is way faster than i ever remember so um yeah i don't think at the time that year i had already in four, 2014 i had already was beating all the xc2 class from college a so mm -hmm. i didn't really I stepped up and raced one, got a top five the first race. So I was like, heck with it. I might as well just go straight there. I'm already, I'm already there pretty much. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that was just a solid choice for me then. Um, now coming back up through, I'm glad I did it the way I did this time. And um, it was just a really good stepping stone. And you learn so much uh, just coming back up through the ranks like that. Now, you said the speed's a lot different now. Do you think the speed is that much different, or do you think you are riding differently than what you used to? Because I remember when you first came into the XC1 class, you would get hole shots and just like completely pull away from them and be all on your own, no issues with anybody around you. And then like later on in the race, it looked like you would get a little bit tired or something like that, and then people would start to catch you at that point. But like I remember at... Uh, Mountaineer run the one year, you were like at least a minute ahead of everybody on the first lap. And <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that old uh that carb yum on that thing would pull some whole shots, that's for sure. <laughs> you think you need to go back to that or you know, I haven't rode one since two thousand fourteen. I have yet to be back on one again because in fifteen when I decided I was making a switch, I didn't wanna pick out the flaws in the new bike compared to the old one that I was used to. So I never did get to ride one again yet. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. I can relate to that. Switching from Suzuki to Yamaha, I've been just strictly riding the Yamaha, so that way I don't keep going back and forth and saying, oh, well, I like this about the Suzuki. Even well, it also helps the one sitting down broken, broke down in the garage, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, does, that does help. I'm just saying it makes it nice to just ride one or the other because I obviously I've rode the Suzuki for like eight seasons. So if I ride it and then I compare it to what I'm doing on the Yamaha, it's like, okay, well, I'm used to the Suzuki. So when I, when I came into the season, I made the decision. I was like, I'm just switching over because if I go back and forth, I'm just going to keep comparing the two and 
I'm never going to like the Yamaha. So I, I kind of did the same thing because I figured it would be easier for me to transition. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do you think um, was the biggest difference from Suzuki to Yamaha? I feel like when I'm riding the Yamaha, I'm like on top of the bike instead of being like, like on the Suzuki, when you put the desert tank and stuff on it, it feels like you're sitting in a saddle almost. And then when I get on the Yamaha, it feels like I'm sitting on top of it. So that was kind of, it was kind of weird doing that. Um, the biggest difference is like the power curve is different. So the Yamaha will hit harder out of the turn, but doesn't feel like it has as much top end as what the Suzuki did. So I've been struggling a little bit learning what gears to ride in what places. Um, tight woods, I can usually ride like third gear on a Yamaha, where on a Suzuki I had to ride like second gear. Sometimes I'd have to hit first gear. And on the Yamaha, it seems like I've been able to pull third gear pretty comfortably everywhere. Huh. So. Yeah, I figured you would have said turning. Everybody always says how good the Suzuki's turn. I mean, the Suzuki's do turn good, but I've always rode whatever I can get my hands on. So usually <laughs> I, people are like, oh, what do you think about suspension or turning? And I'm like, yeah, hey, I, I don't really know because I'll just ride whatever. <laughs> um, trying to fix that this year. Like Mike has been trying to work with the suspension a little bit more. And uh, I know he's got, got your stuff tuned and stuff like that working pretty good. Um, but I'm trying to get more in the direction of like, okay, I can tell you exactly what this thing's doing and what it needs to be doing differently. But up to this point, like, I just I just ride whatever, so I can't really tell you the difference on some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's better not to know. Just ride it. Once you start, then you start thinking about everything and picking little every little thing apart. Oh, for sure. Like, um, my dad used to make changes to my bike, and I'd be like, don't even tell me what you did to it. Like, I don't want to know what you did to it. I'll go ride it, and I'll tell you if it was better or not. And then I'd come back, and I'd be like, oh, I think that felt good. And he'd be like, oh, well it is way different than what you've been riding up to this point. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, uh, jumping back into the, to the XC one class for you, Jay, like you talk about changing the bike a lot and everything. Um, do you, do you find yourself constantly searching now that you like, you know, you're not able to run away from XC two anymore that you're kind of like in the mix of the race. Do you, are you constantly searching for something? Whereas like before you maybe thought it was perfect or are you just like running what you brung and, um, uh, uh, just trying to work on yourself? Um, to a point, I'm very similar to last year's setup. Um, I tried changing a few things in the front end. Uh, I thought I liked it till I got in the dirt and turns out I didn't like it. So <laughs> <laughs> kind of hard to, to figure that out in the sand because everything it's really everything works in the sand it seems like so um once i got the dirt got it had to redo pretty much got last year's suspension settings everything figured out and reset it all to that with some minor changes um some different caster things like that just to help me get better pretty much because i mean now it's like almost a minute a lot faster than last year so the bike wasn't working the way i needed it to to go that much faster mm. that makes sense mm -hmm. do you also feel that riding with action off-road is helping you this year i mean you guys got that nice hauler and everything set up i'm sure they're they're helping you out pretty good with that right yeah yeah i can't thank them enough the Stewart family's awesome they treat us very well um 
I really, I really have a hard time doing without them at this point. Honestly, they, they help me out a lot and it's a great thing that they're doing for everyone. And yeah, the trailer, the trailer's awesome. That's, it really looks professional and try to like bring back that factory look on ATV pro row. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. I just, uh, I was curious on how much that actually helped you because I, kn- I knew it, it had to be at least some help, but, um, you know, it's awesome that we can have people putting back into the sport at a time that nobody's really doing it. So I think that's great. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see everybody coming out of there. Um, looking into this weekend coming up, where do you honestly feel like right now, if you were on the four wheeler, where do you feel you should be running this weekend? I feel like I should be writing that, uh, that lead pack. I mean, that's where I, I think I have the speed for. I've ran ran lap times, looking at lap times. I've been been there on the lap times. I've been close on the track. It's just putting the, the whole race together, stop making stupid mistakes, stop hitting trees, stuff like that, and uh, I think we can be right there. Good. So when you come back up north, I'm uh, thinking I need some riding lessons if uh... – you want to give any of those out? I know we'll be, <laughs> I know we'll be racing each other at the local series here. So maybe you can give me some notes to where we can battle a little more, and uh, that that make the season go a little quicker for us. Yeah, for sure. We can figure something out. Uh, so speaking of coming back up north, it, are you looking forward? Because we know that you're, you know, you're a rocks and roots type of rider. Are you looking forward to getting back to uh, uh, your kind of bread and butter? uh yes and no i like i kind of like it down south um the the weather's nice down there right (laughs) oh yeah it's been like 90 every day so can't really complain there um i'm excited to get to coker coker's one of my favorites probably i don't know tied for first first favorite race of the year so i'm excited for that one and then i despise iron man so i'm not looking forward to that and then a couple of those other ones I'm excited for. Um, I, I want to get back in some tight trees. Like the last race wasn't even a woods race, in my opinion. Um, that tight, that tight technical stuff's what what I want to get back into. Yeah, last race was definitely not your traditional GNCC style track. It was everybody compared it to a GP, and I would not disagree with that. So it, no, it sounded like it was gnarly too. I mean, I you know I heard the GP comparisons, but then also. Oh, like um, uh, stumps sticking out everywhere. Stumps. Oh yeah, roots. it was awful. It's just there were like just this whole stump and roots, and some stuff was like quicksand, and it was all twenty foot wide. So it's like I don't know. I just I just did not like that race at all. There was like piles of trees and limbs just laying around randomly that we'd be racing by, <laughs> and then like somebody yeah. would. I don't know if you saw this during the race, but I I saw during the race like. You come through one lap and there's big piles of stuff, and then the next lap you come through and there's tire tracks through it, and it's like, I don't know who the idiot was that opened that lineup, but at least they cleared it out for me. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, no, it uh, it definitely was not the funnest time I've ever had at Georgia for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was a dangerous track more than anything. Um, at least I hope we don't go back, honestly. <laughs> Now, I know one track you're probably looking forward to is Snowshoe, right? <laughs> always, 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 yep. I mean, we can talk about it off the air, but if you want to just let your guys know when I come through there to open up the line for me that you're using, <laughs> then, I mean, well, I might here's even... what you do, Devin. Just get the same graphics kit, put the blue headlights in, 
That's no. what you do. Just disguise yourself as Jay. <laughs> I yeah. can't. I can't do that. You seen how good his bikes look? I, I can never pull off something like that. Well, we can try. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. All you need is the blue is the blue headlights because by the time you make it to Howard's Hole, you know, brown anyway. We brown anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, you're the only guy that runs the headlights like that. And I've heard a couple people say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put headlights on my four wheeler and make them like red or something like that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, so you're gonna copy Jay now, and then, <laughs> then you're gonna ruin the whole thing, and he'll stop running them." Yeah, I know. I hear people talk about it too. Sometimes you just never see it, though. You got like one or two out there. I see sometimes. That's about it. Well, it's usually the guys that don't take the stock headlights out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> they, they're not taking the time to make them blue or anything like that, so I think you're no. safe. Yeah, hope so. <laughs> so, Jay, we had a question last week on the show, and and I need to ask you the same question because I think we're going to try to make this a uh, a, a running thing. Well, hold on, before you ask this question, <laughs> I would like to point out his girlfriend races. She does. Yes. Oh, dang on it. So it this might, might not be fair. Yeah, it's probably not fair. So so just so you know, Jay, last week on the show, we had a, a listener question, and they were asking us uh, which one of our wives slash girlfriends would win racing our, our race bikes. So I'm already going to say that you're probably – your girlfriend's probably a front runner at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably has a little bit of an advantage. But, yeah, because uh, we were talking about like which one of our wives would make it around the track the furthest instead of like actually racing and winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. It, how did she do? She raced some last year, right? Yeah, I think she did two or three at uh, New East Coast. Yeah, she raced the. She was on a 250 Raptor, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. She and did. She, she did pretty good though, didn't she? Uh, I think so. I think, yeah, she got a couple thirds, I think. Oh, man. So, yeah, see? So, cl- clear favorite, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Although, if we bet on the underdog, we might be able to win some money out of this. Who's the underdog? My wife? Any of us. I can, I any of us against his? <laughs> We're just going to call that an underdog. Jay, I compared my <laughs> wife to like water, like whichever the way water would flow off of a hill, that's the way that she's going. <laughs> I'm, that's funny. I gave mine the benefit of the doubt and said that she could at least make it around the track. Did she agree with you when you said that? I mean, I told her when After I got fact, home and she was hesitant on her answer. Yeah, yeah. I, I said I was confident that she could make it around and she was like, I don't know. Walker Walker's girlfriend said that with a couple of liquid courages in her, she she could do she could do it. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people do stuff with liquid courage though. <laughs> and, oh, and it had to be on a on a ninety. It had to be on yeah. a ninety. That would oh, be man. that'd be lit. We could probably get Jay in on a pit bike race. That'd be cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> so definitely pit bikes. We we could get TRX nineties, and Walker's woman would have to be on a uh yamaha yeah. so she'd probably be on a raptor 90 yeah <laughs> but everybody else would probably be running trx to 90s we could throw all of them on them and then we could just video yeah that sounds good to me that sounds good to me hey jay we started this new uh segment it's called the sunstar shifting gear segment and we usually use that segment to go in between our guests but uh today a, a good bit of our questions um, actually were directed towards you. So do you mind jumping in that segment with us? Oh, no problem. All right. Uh, Jonathan, what questions do you have for Jay? And these are like rapid-fire questions or answers, too. So as fast as you can answer them. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so current or past racers, who's the one guy you don't want on your bumper on the last lap? Uh, Bryson. Bryson, so we're going current. <laughs> I thought he was going to say me. I'm kind of hurt now. See, I was I was I wasn't sure if somebody would go Borsch because Borsch was known for those last lap passes. Well, if I would have thought about it, you said rapid fire. That's the first thing that came to mind. I know, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like this. That, that was my answer. So, so, but currently, yeah, I guess Bryson definitely would be the one. I'm starting to. I'm starting to think I'm way slower than what I thought I was. I don't know. <laughs> All right, next question. Are you taking the overall snowshoe this year? <laughs> I sure hope so. I don't want to say yes or no. I don't like to jinx myself or anything, but uh, hope so. All right, my uh, a follow up question. So you're sitting sixth in the points right now, right? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. Fifth. He's got two sixth and an eighth. And oh, okay. So fifth. fifth, fifth in the points. He's been consistent. Yeah. Would you rather, just strictly based upon snowshoe, would you rather start on row one or two? Two. I could have answered that before yeah. he even answered it. I know, I've I asked know. him this question before. Yeah. And he said he would have preferred to be on row two. Yeah. So. Next question. Um, this one is kind of one we already answered, but th what's the difference between XC1 when you first ran it and then up to now? Uh, the speed, I'd say speed's definitely a lot faster. Um, there's a lot, a lot more faster guys. Like, the top like seven, eight guys are all can all be right there at any time. So I'd say the competition and speed. I got a question, a follow up question with that. With so with the speed raising from that point in time till now, do you feel like the racecraft has also advanced, or do you think the racecraft has kind of taken a back seat to just pure speed? Uh it's tough. It's a tough call. I mean, I think the tracks have gotten easier and more wide open. So I think that's why the speed's getting there. And, um, that's why I think it's taking less, less talent to go that fast, if that makes sense. But that, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I would say in today's racing compared to old school racing, it's a lot more about bike setup than whether you actually know how to ride the bike. So if you can go out there and spend $100,000 and get your stuff to be dialed in perfectly, you're at way more of an advantage than really? somebody that really knows how to ride. Really? Yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure. Too. Oh, man. The tracks are like, the tracks are not near what they used to be. So like old school GNCC, you had to know how to ride just to make it around the track. Like you wouldn't take some of these guys that are racing now and throw them in a Blackwater 100 and think that they're coming back. They'd be out there stuck somewhere, broke down or with, something. With, with the bikes that were in the Blackwater 100. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like okay. if you took them back and they had to ride some of that stuff, they wouldn't know what to do with it because they're used to having all of this stuff that works perfectly. So I think that makes a big difference. I don't think that – I don't think – I agree with the talent doesn't have to be as good now to have good results. Hmm. That's interesting. But I'm just saying – Facts are facts, man. <laughs> Do we have any more questions? Uh, no, this is just kind of a personal one. Okay. Uh, none from a fan, but what are your overall goals or an end-of-year end result that you're expecting? Uh, I set a few goals. I do a few goals every year. Um, I wanted number four. I wanted a handful of podiums. 
and then a bonus would be a win. That wasn't a guaranteed goal, but that would be a bonus goal. I mean, I think you can definitely obtain those. Yeah, I was just I think it was achieve, achievable for sure. I was just curious what it's supposed to mean when he said it was from a personal perspective, but not a fan. So I don't. You, are you saying you're not a Jay Shad fan? No, I'm actually absolutely, and that's why I was asking from like from a personal view, not from a like a fan question. Like a fan didn't ask this question; it's more of a personal. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least uh, we, at least we clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think all of those goals are definitely obtainable. Um, I think I feel like snowshoe. You could probably definitely win there. Um, but my question to you was going to be, who is the first person to take down Bryson this year? Do you think you well, can do it first? Fault. Yeah, I, I like that answer. I like that answer, Jay. <laughs> I mean, snowshoe. It's a good answer. I just snowshoe. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't at this point. Um, he's beaten second and third by minutes, so I think it could be anybody's game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one person that stands out more than another as close as two to what seven is. Um, so I think it could be anybody. Yeah, I like that answer. Yeah, because yeah. like most of the time you ask people about that and they're like, oh, it's it's definitely got to yeah. be Hunter or Cole or something like that. Yeah, but I would I think that's awesome when you can say that there is a group of guys that I think could it's, be potentially able to do. I it. think it's got to be whoever can get a good start and and stay up there and then and then when because he's going to make his way up there when he makes his way up there be able to either stay in front of him or when he gets around hang with him and push him to make a mistake what what is the biggest thing that separates him right now i mean you've rode with him obviously um bad starts this year have kind of hindered a lot of the races running with him in the beginning of the race this year but what do you think is the biggest separator between him and everybody else right now I just think he's in that much better shape than everybody else. And he Mm. can just go and go and just throw that bike around. And, uh, I mean, obviously the skill and, and, and the bike setup and everything's there too, but I just think that he's just on another level physically. I would, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. He is is like peak performance (laughs) shape. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I just I I think Jay you know I think you get a good start and I, I really do think that somebody you get up there and you can stay in sight of him and I think it just makes it that much easier. It's so hard to chase what you can't see. Yeah, for sure. And trying to close like that that little bit of a gap that's there, even if they're just a couple turns ahead, you still got to be that much faster to get on them. You know, it's like you just got to be there from the start. Yeah. So you said you were working on changing stuff on your bike set of. What did you find to change the uh, start for you? Uh, a combination of things, um, some some tuning stuff and different things that I was running that didn't agree with the tuning. So I kind of just made everything go back to what it was last year where that bike was firing and getting whole shots. So hopefully, I, from my testing today in the backyard, it should start pretty well. All right, so Good when deal. I go back and watch watch uh, the Racer TV afterwards, I want to see a whole shot. <laughs> yeah, Devin, that'd be nice. Devin's wanting like in depth details, like uh, post the show, like so he can apply them to himself, getting that Yamaha <laughs> <Yeah>. start. <laughs> no, I didn't want. Yeah. I don't want in depth. You can't give away all your secrets. <laughs> if he does that, then everybody's going to try it. Yeah, yeah. 
I just didn't oh, know if there man. was something small that he found. Sometimes you find something stupid and you're like, oh, okay, that's all it was. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is kind of small, but uh, I'm not, I'll tell you personally if you want to know. <laughs> man, it's, it's so funny because you guys, you know, the smallest things can make such the, a biggest difference. It, it's only like a hundredth of a second that it takes to get the start better. It really is unreal, like how quick everybody's bikes start, and yeah. it's like one more revolution of the engine, you're behind everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought going to Yamaha was going to get better starts, and it hasn't happened yet. So not yeah, but you'll get there. And then you I, better get talking to Jay Shed. Well, <laughs> so I think putting the new injector and playing with the TPS to get it a little bit better. I mean, I when I wrote it today, I uh, started it up, and it it sounded like it had a little more bark to it than what it did when I was uh, starting the season. So. Um, and then we found the, uh, the kill switch had like a little bare spot. And when I would turn to the right, it would touch my handguard. So it was making the bike cut out. Oh Jeez. yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, that is the most ridiculous thing ever. And so but, we know who's getting a, a whole shot this weekend. Two people anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh dude, I would love to get a whole shot. I don't know how long I can last with my ankle and my leg right now. But if I get a whole shot, I'm just going to try to sprint as hard as I can and see how far I can pull or not. That would be yeah. my goal. If I could pull a lead, then at least I know that I have the speed to do it. Yeah, that's always the goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Jay, yeah. man, Jay, always appreciate having you on the show. Always uh, look forward to getting to talk to you and uh, 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 getting to uh, just you know hear your thoughts and everything. And, uh, man, looking forward to – when the series comes back up north, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you guys and uh, uh, get the chance to chat with you in person. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you having me on. It's always a good time. Awesome, man. So. All right, buddy. Well, we will uh, we'll talk to you down the road. And uh, again, thanks for coming on tonight, bud. Yep. We'll see you guys. All right, man. Later. Later. All right, guys, that was Jay Shadron, and uh, we're going to go into the rest of the Shifting Gears segment. And uh, But before we do that, we got to get somebody somebody special on the line. But, oh, he's uh, special, all right. Uh, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what Jay can do this weekend, and then especially when we start coming up north further. I mean, I've, I've been betting on him every week, so I'm hoping he pulls off a win. Yeah, no, me too, me too, me too. So, uh I think he can. I think he's one of one of the several people that can. Oh, for sure. What's up? First time, long time? All time, all day, baby. <laughs> Are you wearing a sombrero yet? Uh, Hell no. I'm not in Mexico. I'm in Florida. And I don't know. Them drinks you were talking about seem like they could be a little Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, everybody's got a little Mexican in them. <laughs> so, so you guys messing it up tonight or what we have on? we've messed up a few things but uh oh boy you know oh boy. you know how it is at least we almost started big, on time. big shoes we big did shoes a, to well big socks at least uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we did we did start on time tonight wow wow you know we didn't have somebody That's... showing up to the showing up to the eight o'clock show at seven fifty eight. That, that's the biggest thing about tonight is when I get off the phone, I can just go back and just drink another beer and <laughs> ain't going to worry about getting home. <laughs> and you don't have to worry about it being like 11, 12 o'clock. No, I don't even care. I can say it to one. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, Hey, we have, we have your nephew in studio. Oh boy. And he's going to be, you got any questions for him? 
a couple. Okay. Okay. What What do we got? Now you know, Brandon, we're in the Sunstar shifting gears segment now. So oh, you know, baby. That's, yeah, this is, we, this we, is Brandon's baby right here. Yeah, we figured it seemed right. appropriate to bring you on. Was the uh, was the uh, the post approved by Brandon? I saw it. You know, I was getting ready to post it for you today, and then I pulled it up. I was like, oh, okay. Nah, man, you're like on, you're on vacation. I wanted to let you, you know, you you need to get, you need to to let the dogs breathe. Don't get too much sunburn on the feet. You can't give this guy any slack. You can't oh, give this guy any slack. Now toast, listen, this toast to the feet. This job came with benefits, okay? That was including <laughs> vacation time. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That, <laughs> the podcast is paying really good these days. <laughs> At least for somebody it is. I'm still sitting here up in West Virginia. so. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to go well, to Florida. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm not saying I ain't taking some money under the table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us, Jonathan? Uh, what is the split line goal for Snowshoe this year? Mm. What's our goal mm. for snowshoe this year, Brandon? Like, did you say golf or just goal? Goal. Goal. Both. Well, <laughs> I, I was I was been tossing around in my mind. I haven't really. I don't think I said it to Coop or not. But what do you think about a live show at Snowshoe Friday night or Saturday? I would love a live show, but the only bad thing about that up there is we could definitely try it, but the Wi-Fi up there is pretty god awful. We just got. Figure that out. What do you think? We like? Can we like hack into like a hotel's Wi-Fi? We can, or we can try. Like we can call up a hotel and see if they can give us their <clears throat> like Wi-Fi to let us use their Wi-Fi up there. I mean, I'm going to be staying up there, so. Yeah, but your hotel that you used last year didn't even have I'm an not, AC. I'm not unit. staying at that place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back to there. Listen, listen. I already got a hot box for uh, you know what I mean. Like I don't be sweating doing the show. No, sure. we're not. We're not going back there. I'll make sure we got like AC blowing on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, are, are we are we flea ragging two point Uh, yeah. If we got the money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Florida Florida's pretty expensive down here. I ain't gonna lie. Tom Brandon quit taking the money under the table. What's What's the golfing goal? What's the golfing goal? Oh well, you know we're we're coming to win, and then one one team's coming to just drink. So I think I'm gonna be on a drinking team. <laughs> <laughs> so you you uh you bring the drinks and i'll bring the pencil that's right that's right <laughs> all right jonathan next question uh john Gallardo jr or matt pierce oh like in a race yeah like like who would you pick john Gallardo. yeah john Gallardo. john Gallardo. <laughs> i mean matt used yeah. to be pretty quick but i don't i don't know I mean, he was fast, but I don't know that he was John Blotta fast. Yeah. I think that's it. Next question. That's it. That's, that's it. There's got to be that's more. No? Hey, hey. so did you guys talk about the Sunstar Chain and Sprocket Ride Day coming up at Fast Track? Ah, oh, we yeah. didn't. Let's talk about that, Brandon. I'm showing so, up just to smoke Brandon. Uh, I'm going. I don't know. I'll I think be there. Jonathan said he's going. I'll be there. I'm sick. Uh, I got another <laughs> guy coming. So are you going? Are you going, Coop? Yeah, I'll be there. Oh wow! wow. You believe Coop surprised. is going to put the quad in the back of the truck? You believe that? I'll, I'll bring the trailer. Yeah. I'll bring the trailer and everything. The, tra- the trailer. trailer. Oh, he, he's really stepping up his game. He's got to show up so he can get enough seat time before the nine hour. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's I forgot right. about yeah. that. Need a little bit of practice, right? Yeah. You right, know, the, right. the slowest guy on the team's got to do something. So, so we we got <laughs> we got the uh, entire. Oh, Brandon, go ahead and finish finish when and when and where on the Sunstar. Rod Day. Oh, what, oh, Fast Tracks, uh, July 15th. Uh, make sure you – I think you have to pre-register uh, just to make sure you have a spot. So if you want a spot, 
for sure be filling up fast. I think I saw Adam McGill will be there if, if, if I read that post right underneath. So uh, Beast McGill will be there, get a little entertainment, and uh should be a fun time. <clears throat> Man, I am very disappointed in you, Brandon. I was Why? expecting – I was expecting – you know, so much more right now, but you are holding it together extremely <laughs> listen, well. <laughs> listen, listen, all right. I, I've, I've had almost a week of practice of just drinking all day, so <laughs> I, I'm working into it. Now, if you want to call me about, uh, shoot, when I was on that deck, about 6 o'clock today, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah, you were texting me then, and I was really hoping that Brandon was going to be on tonight. <laughs> Can you go get another one of those drinks? Uh, I, I got one at the table waiting on me. Chug it. <laughs> <laughs> as fast as you can. We'll call you back at 15. So, so did you guys talk about uh, who's going to win this weekend or what? Uh, uh, no, we didn't We yet. have not talked, We've about, not that talked yet. about that yet. Who's going to win this weekend, Brandon? Uh, are we talking quads or dirt bikes? Sure, let's go to, Let's go quads first. Quads? Well, we all know Bryson Neal is going to bring it home. Um, barring no, barring no, uh, nothing going wrong. But uh, the question, my biggest thing is like second and third place. Um I mean, who's going to be those guys? It seems like Hunter Hart and Cole Richardson has been just throwing it away, you know, just bringing it up, being those guys. Um, who, my question is, who, who's going to knock those guys off or maybe give Bryson a little bit of a challenge? Um, and that's going to be either Jerry McClure um, or um, John Glotta Jr., in my opinion. So those are the four people you're watching for, my opinion, on the podium this weekend. Man, Go ahead, he, he sounds so professional. Right? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, I got, I got some practice, you know. Obvi- practice. Obviously, Brandon, you weren't listening to the show prior to you coming on, because uh, I have a strong feeling that Mr. Jay Shadron is going to be starting to push for that podium position. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Bryson for the win, obviously, and then I'm going to go uh, Hunter Hart, Jay Shad. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I mean, Jay Shad, man, he definitely has has a you know a lot a lot of talent. We all know he has his speed to run up there. It's just if he can get the right start. That's the thing right now. On, he's latch, getting that start and latching yeah. onto those guys and learning that speed. And if he's there at the end, he he for sure can can definitely get a podium. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bikes, real quick, because we got we got guests to call. We don't got time for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am the guest, baby. I'm number one, right? We got real reporters to call. <laughs> uh, bikes, uh, man, it's, that's a toss-up. I mean, that's in Stu Baylor's backyard pretty much, and so it's hard not to say Stu Baylor for the win. First, um, first repeat winner of the season? <clears throat> yeah, um, Stu Baylor, I'll, I'm going to say wins it. Ben Kelly second. Um, third place is going to be a toss-up, but – I'm going to give it to Craig DeLong because, man, he's been riding really strong lately, coming off the win, having a couple weeks off, been just riding really well. Uh, so I'm going to go, yeah, Baylor, Kelly, DeLong. Okay. All right. All right. Good picks. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Brandon, we got a Zach Heron coming on right after you. He All is right. the, uh, the one of the new voices of the GNCC, the guy on the podium. Do you have any questions that you want us to pass along to him? Oh, man. I'm going to put you on, me on the spot. On, on the spot. Watch. I got to see, because you seem really well rehearsed right now. So I got to throw I, you I, on the spot. <laughs> Did you forget you were on vacation and you were, like, still in show mode? No, I be, I'm in show mode 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, um, no, pretty much. Just ask him, ask him this for me. Uh, what's it like to be up on that podium, um, in front of the large crowds, talking to these awesome guys that get up there and kids? Um, just ask him what the feeling's like. Um, I'm sure it's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we'll we'll pass that along. Before we let you off, though, Jonathan, any embarrassing questions from childhood that you need to get resolved <laughs> or anything like that? No, I'm just wondering when he's going to start get back in the gym again because we've got a nine-hour race. We and do. He better get his crap together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had my shirt off a couple times this week coming down, and uh, I definitely looked down. I'm like, oh, boy, I better get back in the gym. <laughs> so that, that's, coming, that's coming soon. Yeah, it's about time to put those margaritas away. <laughs> No, nah, that, that's that's uh that's after Friday. I'll put the mar- margaritas away. Hey, we got baseball practice Friday. Uh, well, I, I know I'm flying home. It's, I'll be at home believe, at nine o'clock in the morning. You believe this guy? Like first practice, and he's like, "Hey, by the way, you got to run second practice all by yourself again." <laughs> oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta make man. sure you're ready, man. You're just leaving everybody sure hanging. Oh, I'm ready. I got a depth chart and everything already. He's leaving All everybody right, hanging these days. And then that's when you hand it to me, I rip it up. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. It's it's, pr- it's pretty clear. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I love it, guys. Well, I hope you guys are having a great show without me. It's, and, it's uh, amazing. That's good. I, I'm glad. And uh, I'm going to have to get rid of my chair because Devin sitting in my chair and all got it all stinky and stuff. So. He's going to be mad when he comes back and realizes I had to raise it like six inches just so I could look as tall as everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, we we now have three chairs that were were at one point in time in a dumpster. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Moving up in the world. (laughs) They're brand brand newsed. They are brand newsed. Yeah. Brandy's us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Uh, you enjoy the rest of your vacation, buddy, and uh, we missed you. We'll see you here soon, and we'll have you back on episode 110. Sounds awesome, man. You guys have a good one. All right, buddy. Later, bud. Later. Later. That was disappointing. I'm pissed. Yeah, I was looking for something a little better than that. A lot better than that. What the <laughs> heck was that? I really thought he'd be a lot more tipsy by just, now. He was. I think he's. I think he's less tipsy than what he was earlier today. Yeah, he I did. mean it's nine o'clock. He should be trash by now. Well, you know what it was. He's an old man. He was trashed at six. He's ready for bed at nine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's about bedtime. <laughs> so he'll, he'll be back up and ready for uh, coffee in the newspaper in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we are going to go to commercial break real quick, and we're going to come back on the other side of the commercial break with Zach Heron on the line. Peace. You've seen them at the track. Now, online. Magna1Motorsports.com From used bikes, just like Jordan Chase and the rest of the team ride. Plus, all the gear you need. Helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Magna1Motorsports.com or Trackside at GNCC and NEPG events. Be sure to pick up a bottle of Magna1's Magna1 Clean It, revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike. Coming soon, join Chase Landers and Team Clean. Trackside for everything you need when you need it. And at your fingertips at Magna1Motorsports.com. Magna One Motorsports and MagnaOneMotorsports.com, your everything dirt bike headquarters. 
Doug here from Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for listening to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast and for a great 2022 season. I look forward to meeting as many of you as I can on the GNCC circuit next year, which reminds me, Splitline has talked me into continuing with their discount code. All you need to do is go to our website, sunstar-breaking.com, and use the code SPLITLINE30 to get 30% off your order. If you are not a Sunstar rider and you would like to be, then check out the racer tab while you are there. If the link is active, then we are still accepting riders. Hey guys, it's Mason with Steel Savers. If you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been around dirt bikes for a bit, you should know that Steel Savers makes the ultimate fork seal protection for your dirt bike. Not only do we have a full range of product for your dirt bike, we also have a variety of products for your side-by-side, for your mountain bike, for your quad. Be sure to check out our coil savers and CV boot savers for a double layer protection over your CV boot. Check out sealsavers.com and enter the code SPLITLINE for 25% off. That's sealsavers.com and the code is SPLITLINE for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the show. All right, guys, we are back from commercial break. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, on the line now, we have one of Racer TVs and GNCC's new announcers, uh, Excited to get him on the show tonight to to hear uh, about his transition into the Racer TV production and GNCC announcing. It, Zach Heron, what's going on, man? How are you guys? How's it going? It's going good, man. We appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking to you here a little bit. Yeah, man, I'm I'm glad to be able to come on. Uh, I, I sent you guys a message a couple weeks ago and said you've been fundamental in learning all things gncc so it's uh, it's cool to be invited on the show yeah yeah for sure and uh, uh and you did say you did say that uh and we appreciate like that's like a big compliment we appreciate that for sure and uh but you you're not new to to riding dirt bikes or anything like that at all like you you kind of have it in your blood so you're kind of cut cut out for this uh for this job Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I've uh, I've been riding pretty much my whole life. Uh, got on a bike about three. My dad still rides to this day, um, and so yeah, we uh, we grew up doing the motocross side of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously a little different. I did a little bit of woods racing here in North Carolina when I was on an eighty-five. Um, but besides that, no, very limited woods experience. And uh, my first time at a GNCC, I was I was announcing it. So it's been it's been a learning curve, but it's been really really cool, man. I mean, it's a it's an awesome sport, and uh, it's just been fun to kind of start being a part of it wow that's cool man and you know uh i I think you know i love when they bring people in that are not like you know gncc to the core because there's been there's a lot of people out there that 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 run the gncc series and 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 that's what they know that's what they that's what they eat sleep and breathe and i think it's so cool when they bring somebody like yourself in that can give like a, a, a a fresh perspective and like kind of like a um, a, a nuanced perspective. It, it's so funny, you know, uh, growing up, I had a lot of, a lot of motocross racers that ended up moving over into the wood side. Um, several of them actually run the GNCC series now. Um, but you know, I, I've been telling people since I started, I was like, guys, I thought I understood it. I mean, I watched some of it. Um, you know, obviously being from North Carolina, a lot of these guys live and train in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you're there in person and you're seeing, not only how intense the tracks are, not only how long the race is, but just the speed is insane. Uh, I mean, the intensity that these guys go for three hours, um, I, I don't think a lot of motocross riders really 
really understand. And I know uh, the Racer TV broadcast does such an awesome job to, to show you guys the entire course. But until you're there in person, um, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable to see for, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum from most of us. Like, I was born into GNCC racing, so what I see every week is just normal to me. But if I go to MX or something like that, I'd be saying the same thing. Like, you you don't get a complete grasp on it until you're actually standing there and you see what's going on. You see what the guys are doing differently. And I think it's awesome to be able to bring in that that outside perspective, like Rodney said. But uh, how difficult has it been coming in as an announcer trying to do gncc with you being a motocross background because i mean really it seems like you're learning as you go right well i I think uh it'd be it's a whole lot better than me coming in as a basketball announcer i'll put it like that (laughs) i mean it's not uh it's not a completely different lane by any means but yeah there's definitely been a learning curve um I, i didn't have a ton of time before the season started to really do um, as much research as I would have liked, um, you know, beyond just moving into the GNCC world, um, professional racing and a professional race series is a whole nother ball game to it where you really you have consistent riders and sponsors that you need to talk about week in and week out. You have storylines that really develop over the season, whereas uh, kind of your amateur motocross broadcasting that I had been doing. Um, I'm talking more about what I see in front of me mm-hmm. uh, rather than actually, you know, oh, this guy has had a, a good first two rounds and is, is you know, gaining momentum or this guy's struggling and on the comeback. Um, so it's, it's been really exciting, to be quite honest with you. I, I think it's been a ton of fun and it allows me to, to truly dive into the sport entirely. Um, and that's what I mean. I, I listen to listen to the podcast. I watch the between the arrow stuff. I watch all of last season's races. And so. Um, there's been a lot of research going into it, and, and so I, I try to do the sport its due diligence um, and, and know what I'm talking about as much as I can um, and also know when to kind of not say things. Uh, Mikey and, and obviously Johnny G really have this sport dialed in, and so I've uh, been taking a lot of notes as I go along for sure. Yeah, it definitely helps having somebody like Mikey to mentor you and kind of point you in the right direction and be able to guide you. So what has it been like as far as just – trying to watch what Mikey does and seeing the energy that he brings and things like that. How much does that really help you on a weekly basis? And, and what kind of things does he help you with all the time? Man, you know, Mikey, he just, he almost embodies hypeness, if you will. Like for me, uh, like something about the, the GNCC, like he just, I tell him he kind of reminds me of like the EA sports guy, like the way he just gets (laughs) that grittiness in his voice. Um, but, uh, he's really just a, an awesome role model. It's, it's kind of funny. I, I met Mikey last year at Loretta Lynn's, um, but I was out there performing as a musician, which is a, a whole nother storyline to the, to the, to my deal. But, uh, he didn't actually really, I think, know how involved I was in, in motocross and motorcycle racing in general, um, until the start of this year. So it's been cool getting to know him, um, as an announcer and, and yeah, basically just, just take notes. If Mikey does it, try to copy it or try to find out the best way to do it. If Mikey says not to do it or Mikey doesn't do it, take notes. Um, he's kind of been, uh, me and Jackson call him almost like the big brother. You know, he's taking us under the wing. He, he is more than happy to show us all the, the ins and outs and who to talk to and who not to talk to and, you know, when to talk to people. You know, if this guy's really upset, don't shove a microphone in his face versus, you know, when, when to do it. So, it's really been an awesome experience and beyond Mikey, just the whole 
racer productions the racer tv crew uh from from top to bottom has just been as, as welcoming as they can um and it's been fun working with jackson as well he wanted me to tell you guys hello um and so it's it's been cool having somebody else come in at the same time with me and uh, just kind of grow together. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's cool. Like watching both of you guys, you and Jackson both have 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 really taken on the role and uh, jumped into this, and and you guys have done a great job. And by the way, tell Jackson we 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 need to schedule a time to get him on as well because I'd like to get his perspective um, uh, as well coming into this series. But you know, this series went through a lot of change. You know, uh, uh, having Roddy Tomlin step down and then Mikey take his position, and then you guys coming in. Um, but one. One thing that I've always thought has been really good about GNCC is it is a family atmosphere. It is like a uh, it's a it's a it's a home away from home for a lot of people, and I feel like it's probably you know within the, just the three short first rounds that you've been there, uh, it's already kind of maybe came like that for you as well. Man, it's it's really incredible. You know, growing up racing motocross, obviously I got to go to the the outdoor nationals was what we always went to more so than supercross. Um, but I was that little kid that walked through the pits with stars in his eyes. And, and you know, um, I've got a mean jersey collection from over the years. Um, and, and so I remember I, I thought about that race. I thought about that stuff for, for weeks. And uh, GNCC is so unique in the sense that you know, you can't go out for a basketball game, your rec league basketball game when you're a kid and then watch LeBron James play a couple hours later. Right. Whereas, you know, this past weekend in Georgia or, or past couple weekends ago in Georgia, um, conditions were terrible. You know, it was, it was cold. It was wet. And, and it was it was a really cool experience. I was walking towards the TV truck and there was this kid. He was probably, I don't know, seven, eight years old on, on the younger side of the youth group. Um, he was in gear. He was muddy. And Ben Kelly was riding by, headed towards the start. And the kid, I mean, just stopped in his tracks. And mouth was open. And Ben comes riding by. And he just turns around and looks at his buddy like, oh, my God, that was the sickest thing ever. You know, Ben gave him the little <laughs> the nod when he was riding by. And, and you get to see, like, man, these are life-changing moments for these kids. Yeah. Um, you know, the Stasic races. Oh, my God. That's, like, my favorite part of the whole weekend. And I'm not even involved in it. Like they make such a, a they make it an event for not only, you know, the pro races, but for the entire family as well. So it's uh, yeah, I've only been here for a couple of weeks, but uh, but I can tell you they really put on a great not just a show, not just a race, but a, a family getaway for everybody involved. And they really try to take everybody into consideration. Yeah. So the one thing that stood out to me there is you brought up the Stasic racing, right? My kid has done the Stasic racing. And that stuff gets way more intense than, like, the actual <laughs> racing during the day. I mean, it is ridiculous how serious those kids get, and they are just going for it. So, oh, my God, it's relentless. And, and, and quite frankly, you know, I told Griff Cotter it's, it's a good thing that he is so needed for so many different other things because he's a hell of an announcer. <laughs> and he gets me hyped up and I'm over there with Judd on the, on the meat, the monster meat, you know, and I'm sitting there and, and I want to go race. I, I mean, it is. And, and that's the thing, you know, they go, they go full fledged in, you know, they do the, the hype announcing, you know, they do the prayer, they do the, the pledge of allegiance or the national anthem. They give those kids that rock star experience that they're never going to forget. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and so um, it, it really is. It's super fun to watch and it draws a crowd too. I'm telling you what, everybody knows, those kids are going for it, um, and you can see the look of determination in those little kids' eyes. They might be cute, but they, they mean business when they line up. 
So at you were saying that you sit there on the uh, monster setup. Do you sit there and watch the station race and be like, man, I'm going to have to talk to some of these kids someday on the podium or something and just be oh. like, oh, yeah, this is awesome? Without a doubt. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny coming in as a, the new guy. All of these names from, from the micro class up to the pro class are, are relatively new for me. Um, but talking to uh, Johnny G and Chuck LaMaster and Mikey and the guys that have been around the sport for years, it's so cool to see like, oh, yeah, that that. 250 rider he was a he was a schoolboy rider last year and and oh the schoolboy rider he was a super mini rider last year like these kids are growing up in the series and they've done it year after year um and, and so yeah without a doubt it's there's no question in my mind um obviously caleb russell's kids are involved in it uh they definitely have the potential for success um so yeah without without question the the winners of your stasis graces more than likely will be chatting with us in a couple of years yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that being said, what has been the biggest, like, the 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 most fun experience that you've had being up on that podium? Is it with like those little kids, or or is it uh, like when you get to talk to like Ben Kelly or Bryson Neal or like what's the be- what's like the coolest part for you? Man, it's they both are so special in their own way. You know, the sentiment of of mom, dad, and the teams. You know. Um, especially as we go down the list of classes on the podium, groups start to walk away and they start to watch the next race. But it's so cool. You always see the family and the close friends and stuff like that, and they cheer each other on. And you just see how much it means to the whole family, uh, to, the, to the racers themselves. And, and so that is, that is super special. And, and growing up racing with my family and, and doing it, realizing how much of a family thing it is, that is really special to be a part of for me. And I want every kid, whether, you know, they're four year old or whether they're going to be the pro of tomorrow, I want them to feel like they did a great job and be excited to come up and talk to me on the podium. Um, on the flip side, you know, being at a professional race where you've got teams and fans and sponsors and photographers and everything, man, there's, there's nothing like it up there. I mean, the, the first podium that I did, uh, there at big buck, I, I was like, this is incredible. And it's like, you can sit there and say, make some noise. And there's actually people there to make noise. Everybody's <laughs> excited. Um, you guys, you guys being the GNCC racers are really good at giving interviews. You interact with the fans. Um, I tell you, one of the most exciting things is the, the fights that go on at the front of the podiums for the merchandise that they're throwing out. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I've seen kids fall off of mom and dad's shoulders. I've seen uh, somebody got smacked with a pair of goggles the other week. Like, it is it is intense, but uh, no, I would say both of them are really special. But when you're up there with the pro guys and the fans are enjoying it, uh, it's pretty electric. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's that's definitely awesome. Have you uh, went to the point of messing with some of these guys though, and being like, "Hey, I've, I'm almost probably caught up to you on podium finishes at this point." No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. I'll put it like I'll be 100 percent honest with you. I gotta. I got to earn my spot before yeah. I go and start poking the bear too, too much. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got to earn our place first. All right. So in a year or two, he'll, he'll come back to these guys and be exactly. like, no, you, it, you won today. I'm definitely but... that guy. Yeah. Eventually it'll come, but I, I want to make sure we're in the right spot. First. Right. Right. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm like you, I came from a motocross background on actually four wheeled side and, and like you, when I did jump in the woods and it was like, oh my God, like the speed that these guys are carrying, um, it's, 
it is an amazing thing because because I feel like you probably had the same mindset that I did. Um, you know, when I came to GNCC, it was like one of those things where I thought that, okay, this was a sprint. I used to sprint. Now, this is going to be a slower paced race because it's a longer race and it's more of an endurance thing. But these guys, man, the sport has grown so much and the guys, the athletes at the top have gotten so good to where they've turned a multi-hour race into a sprint darn near the entire race. Well, and what is really incredible to me is the riders are so in tune with their bodies. Um, you know, Florida for me was really eye-opening in that sense because they talk about how draining it is, the heat, the sand, just the how brutal the course is. And talking to, you know, Zach Osborne, talking to Johnny G, and, and even talking to the racers afterwards where they're like, yeah, you know, I, I had to just kind of hold my pace for 45 minutes, you know, coming from the moto side, that's, that's more than a pro moto. And you're like, Oh, I'm just going to keep it about 75%. Um, you know, I, 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 Ben Kelly and Ricky Russell come to mind there. I swear for almost an hour, at least it just seemed like they were yo-yoing back and forth and they were just running a solid speed, but nobody was really making any moves or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, within that last hour, the two lap board comes out uh, about an hour or so to go you really start to see them drop the hammer. And, and to me, that is just so incredible. They talk about doctors being in shock at the heart rates and everything like that. But to be two hours down in a brutal race, you're hurting, you're tired, and then go, okay, I got one more hour, but I got to do it even faster than I've been doing these last two hours. Like, it's just, you know, then you get into the whole mental side of it. it it's it's truly incredible to, to look at what these riders have going on over the course of a three-hour race. Yeah, I think it's crazy because you we we talk to a lot of riders, and you know Florida gets brought up a lot when it comes to this uh, part. The mental side is is so incredible that these guys talk about the ability to just shut the mind off and go. And then I've heard a lot of guys, a lot of guys say, "I feel like I just blacked out the last two laps." I mean, the, there's. The mental side is definitely more important, I think, than the physical side these days. Like, you can physically train yourself to be in pretty good shape. It's hard to tell yourself to push past that for the amount of time that it's being done. So there is people that talk about the blackout zone, right? And they get comfortable living there. (laughs) And they'll come in and say, I don't even remember the last hour of the race. So I don't know if they've talked to you about that, though. Yeah, you know, it's it, coming from the ATV side, we have two different things going on, you know, between the bikes and the ATVs. We've got uh, Bryson, who's obviously swept the XC1, um, and then we've got uh, Steve there in the XC2, one one ones all across the board. And we talk with them, and they're like, yeah, I sprint, I try to get a good gap, and then I maintain. Um, and then you talk about some of the bike riders on Sunday, and they're giving interviews, and I mean – you can tell, uh, especially on the post-race interview, some of those guys are seeing stars still. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're so exhausted. Um, you saw Jackson. He did an interview with Ben right after Florida, and he's collapsed on the ground. Uh, I mean, and, and so when they say they're professional athletes, that's what it's all about. These guys um, and girls. I mean, shoot, you want to talk about close racing, uh, two and four wheel on, on the women's side has been incredible. And, and it goes all the way down to the line, and it just shows – how the sport is is evolving and how it's elevating 
uh, your top, that top one guy that just seemed to dominate is starting to become two, three, now even the top five where they're all on that level. And if they all get the good start and they all keep it on two wheels, they're all there in the end. Um, so I'm really excited. I know last year they said uh, there was a lot of injuries going on. And so mm-hmm. that kind of threw, threw kinks in the plan. But I, I'm really hoping that everybody stays healthy um, and, and stays feeling good moving forward because I want to see everybody in the mix because um, I think that's not only going to give us great talking points and great racing to cover, um, but, you know, really kind of give everybody an idea of who the who the big dog is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned last year versus this year a little bit. It's one of those things that every year the story is, is can be so much different than the last year's story. Like last year, the, the story of the entire GNCC racing series was the was the injuries on the bike side. But then on the ATV side, it was an all-out brawl between Walker Fowler and Bryson Neal. And and then now, unfortunately, Walker was hurt and uh, won't be back until later in the season, hopefully. Um, but it's kind of shifted gears over on the ATV side with that storyline. But then, like you said, hopefully on the bike side that we can manage to have a a full season with a strong and healthy front row. And I tell you what, man, three rounds, three different winners. Um, you know, I think to say for sure you're going to get a repeat winner for the first time this week is not a guarantee because there's a lot of guys that can get up there and, and, and win that uh, bike race this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, so many different storylines coming out of the break as well. Obviously, Craig DeLong um, coming off a high there. And so I'm really interested to see what he's able to do. But then on the complete opposite side, you've got somebody like Ricky Russell who had a bad weekend, you know, and I know he's had that break that he's thought about it, worked hard to come back um, and is going to have something to prove here at round four. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I think, um, you're going to see, as they always say, the cream rise to the top. But uh, I'm interested to see just how many people are that cream, if yeah. that makes sense. You yeah, know, no, Ben I, Kelly, he looks strong. The question was the leg. I'm not really questioning it anymore. I think he's healthy. I think he's in good race shape. Um, Ricky Russell's collarbone. I think he's doing okay. Uh, Stu concerned me. When I talked to him on the podium there after the big crash, um, he was talking about broken ribs. He could barely breathe. And I was a little worried. And then the next race I saw him, it was like it never even happened. So, um, you know, and then I'm excited on on the other side. Craig's getting into it. Josh Strang, I want to see him do it in, you know, non-crazy mud conditions. Um, he's racing back to 100% as well. So, um, if anything, it almost just seems like there's more people getting into the mix. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the thing with Stu is, though, is you're, you're going to learn Stu is pretty much a zombie. Like, yeah, like the, nothing really affects the dude. He, he it, it, like just some of the stuff that that guy has raced through is simply it is incredible. Yeah. You talk about Stu is a, <laughs> yeah, Stu is one of the first people I met in the GNCC game at the, the Verb Moto Shred Tour at the Shoals. Um, and, and I saw Stu as a zombie. Stu is a, a man possessed. So he was putting in work all day long out there. So I never counted him out. The tree that he hit, however, I don't think made it. <laughs> but Stu, I wasn't worried about. That's a fair. That's Make, a fair. Makes sense. Fair assessment. So, what do you? So, okay, every racer has 
something that they do to get themselves prepped, ready, psyched up for the big race that day. As an announcer, what do you do? Do you need to do you need to get yourself pumped up and ready or is it natural and like how do you make sure you maintain that energy? Because let's face it, like when you're on the podium, like Mikey was on the podium last year, you're on a podium this year. You got big shoes to fill. You got to step up and and get everybody hyped. Well, and and that right there keeps keeps us going. You know, um, I, I don't think I know I don't, and, and I'm I'm very confident Jackson doesn't either. But we know whose shoes we're filling. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have a ton of respect for Mikey as a broadcaster. Um, I really love what he's done and the vision that he wants to do moving forward. Um, and so we take that seriously. You know, we had to. We had to earn our spot, and Mike even said to us at one point, you know, there's there's a lot of announcers all over the world that would love to be able to do what you're doing right now. So, um, like I said, for me, before the race, I, I like to do some research on the track. Um, I like to make sure I know what's going on in the points, some people to watch, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but as far as on race day, yeah, it's a long day between doing the, the live announcing there at the track with all the amateur racing um, and those podiums as well. And we really try to keep the excitement high there. Um, obviously, it's it's hard sometimes. They, they've got to start one race while we're still interviewing the last race. Um, but it means a ton to those racers. It mm-hmm. means a ton to their families. So uh, we, we do everything we can to stay as excited for that as possible. And then um, I don't have any trouble getting excited for the pro races. <laughs> but usually me and Jackson are jumping around in the TV truck beforehand, uh, you know, trying to make sure we know exactly what we want to say. Um, biggest thing for, for me. And I feel like for him as well is just trying to sound prepared. Um, Johnny and and Mikey, they're able to just kind of off the cuff it. Um, and they've earned that, you know, they've been around long enough. They know the, the people and and Johnny's incredible that he's able to spot you from the drone footage and tell you exactly what you're doing. So, um, he's pretty incredible as it is, but, uh, for myself, I still, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So, um, if I notice anything throughout the day for the amateur races, I jot it down either in my phone or on my little notebook that I carry um, and just try to make sure I somewhat know what I'm talking about before we go and, and talk to all the great racer TV listeners and the people there at the race. Absolutely, man. You guys are doing a wonderful job. Like I said, from from guys that we we haven't been able to make it to around yet this season, as soon as you guys come up north, we'll be there for sure. But uh, you guys really do a good job at bringing it to life, and uh, I think you guys are – are, are, are killing it and it's cool because we got this we got to a few weeks ago we got to talk to mikey as he's stepping in his new role and filling filling shoes like rodney tomlin's shoes and um uh, it's so cool to get like your perspective as well and the same thing um um you know the the racer tv production crew i can't say enough on how much they have leveled up each and every year we joke around a lot about how back in the day i remember like watching the finish line because that was the only camera angle that they had and listening to rodney tomlin be able to pull like somehow entertain people with literally one camera angle and not seeing riders for you know 30 40 minutes at a time it blows my mind (laughs) i I mean that's primarily what we're doing at the amateur stuff you know we sit right by the finish line and there are times where I, I almost want to just start making stuff up like, oh, my God, I passed for the lead. I have no idea. <laughs> but like at some point, like I'm just like you can only sit there and talk about how beautiful of a day it is and how many times you stop at Moto Tees and everything like that. 
But uh, no, Rodney, and, and that's what I mean. Rodney's a legend um, coming from the motocross side. I only knew him, you know, really through Loretta Lens, um, which obviously is the pinnacle of amateur racing on the moto side. So um, when I was racing at Loretta's and, and Rodney was saying my name, I thought that was so cool in its own own aspect. But uh, yeah, really getting to see the behind the scenes that it takes for racer TV to do what they do. Um, you know, it, you, you see the haters, you see the comments on YouTube and, and it, it's just, people don't understand. People don't see how much work goes into it, how much preparation and how much the people that are doing that, the people that are holding the cameras, um, they really care about this. They want mm -hmm. to give you guys the best show possible. They love the sport. Um, they, they sit there and debate and talk back and forth about, where the best place to put the cameras are and where the best angles are. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I feel like sometimes they get underappreciated, but yeah, the entire racer productions and racer TV really do an outstanding job for everyone. Yeah, no, I, I mean, all of this work goes in and you don't really get any praise for the good that happens, but every time that something goes wrong or every time the video freezes and they're not getting the shot that they want or something like that, then the people are coming back at you, right? So, well, and, and you've got one person that wants you to follow the leaders for a majority of the race. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got other people that want you to follow, uh, some of the lead amateurs that are in the pro races. And it's hard to balance those expectations. It's hard to keep track of your leaders in, it's hard to keep track in XC1, XC2 and XC3, let alone if you started to bring in the other classes as well, um, throughout that whole loop. So, um, there really is, there's so many moving parts just to give you yeah. even the basic shot, let alone incorporating those awesome drone shots, which are my personal favorite. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, and it just, it's continuing to grow, continuing to get better. Um, you know, I don't want to spill the tea too much, but I I'm really trying to bring back some segments and stuff from the, uh, from some of the old GNCC broadcasts. Nice. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, Mikey, he's really energized. The guy is, is like, man, I want us to take this to another level. Um, you know, me and Jackson, both, we want to show everybody just how excited we are to be here and how much we love it. And the racer TV crew, I think they know they've got some, some announcers and some, uh, personalities that really want to take this to a, a big level. So I'm excited to see what's going to come, uh, not only this year, but, but moving forward. Yeah, I think if uh, we keep moving forward here, we'll be able to get a drone shot like all the way around the racetrack here pretty soon. <laughs> they were, I believe, before the rains came, um, they thought they were going to be able to do that in Georgia. Yeah, Georgia um, with that clear had... cutting really helped. Oh, yeah, yep. that would have been great. <laughs> yep, they uh, they were actually kind of bummed out about it because they were like, I think it would have been the one race where they would have had almost the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, you know, you talk about making people happy. The drone, perfect example. Some people they love it. Some people, they cannot stand it, which I don't understand, but, um, you know, it, it's, so it's some people variety. are right and some people are wrong. Is that what you're saying? Cause that's what I, that's the way I feel. About no, it. He can't, hey, he can't you know, come I've got to remain that. neutral I, in I, all that. I don't, uh, I don't have to yeah, remain what, neutral. Some people are just playing wrong if they don't like that drone. What, I think <laughs> yeah, the drone is yeah. awesome because like you don't have, obviously you have dead time where you want to talk about stuff. So you can watch the drone and still see what's going on with the lead race and they can still talk about other things while that's going on. But if something happens, like a big pass or anything like that, then they can be like, oh, man, look at what just happened. And they can bring it up right there. 
instead of being like, oh, okay, well, the only thing we have is the camera shot that's on the ground, so we just got to sit here and wait until we get to another camera for them to... Yeah, no, I mean, I think that you you see so much of the race happening because, like, even with with ground shots, you you never see... You don't always typically see, like, okay, who's pulling on who? Like, who's faster in this section? And you can literally dissect... I mean, if you're a racer... It could be a great tool to go back and watch your races and be like, okay, where was he faster than me at? Yeah, and you don't get to see, like, when you have one camera sitting there, you see most of the time probably, like, 50, 60 feet of the track. If they have the camera set up in the perfect position and the stars aligned, you can see, like, 50, 60 feet of the track. With the drone, you can see how lines develop. You can see some of the things that they're having to go through, creek crossings, mud holes, hill climbs, different things like that. And this is stuff that you wouldn't get to see without that. And it gives you something else to bring up when you're talking about the race that's going on. It's like, oh, man, there's uh, it, like Georgia, for instance. You could watch and see how the ruts developed, how the water holes kept getting bigger as the race went on. And it gave you something to talk about that's like, hey, this is not easy for these guys to keep changing every lap and finding a new line to be able to get through. So I think it makes it easier for talking about it and it gives people a different perspective that they wouldn't have got without it well and having that overhead shot as well you know there's so many different the ground shot like you said you get maybe 50 feet and you can see oh you know one's going to the left one's going to the right but when you're really looking overhead you know they're splitting trees all the time and and a lot of times that makes the difference um you know ricky russell comes to mind in florida um i can't remember who he was passing but he decided to go to the left side of the tree and whoever he was passing was on the right side. It was a, a tiny difference, but Ricky went flying around them. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where you would have never, you would have never seen that that little change right there made such a difference in his overall speed and his ability to make a pass. And the commitment it took to make that pass. Like you, oh, see, you see how committed he has to be to go from the speed he's going to, to like, okay, wake it up just to get around this guy. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned the going back and watching the race when Zach Osborne was in the truck. That was actually something that I brought up. Obviously, the, the motocross world um, and supercross especially, they've got their own personal filming crews that are – specifically filming each team um but I, I asked zach i was like you know do you think as this drone footage continues to progress and as you're able to to watch more of the entire races do you think you guys will start to go back and study these and he was like absolutely it's such an invaluable tool to be able to see the way the race lines develop and the way um certain people are able to make changes throughout the race and so um the the camera game is is changing it for the racers as mm-hmm. well yeah absolutely i mean i'm not even running xc1 yet and I have intentions of doing that someday. So I've been going back and watching the racer TV and watching Bryson and John and Cole and Hunter and all these guys. And it definitely helps because you can see, okay, well, I took this line, but all of these guys took another line and it was probably a little bit faster because it was a little bit smoother. Or mm-hmm. I didn't see it during the race. Well, when I do that enough, then you start catching on to some of these different things that they're doing. So I could see how that is invaluable. And I I guarantee if I'm going back and watching for this kind of stuff, that the guys in the front are going back and watching and going, oh, I made a bobble here. I made a mistake here. If I would have took this line, it would have been a second faster. So I I can definitely see where that would happen. 
Yeah, for sure. No, I I, I agree a hundred percent. I think it's a, a a huge asset, especially since we don't have GoPros like we used to. Well, wow, those are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, those are dangerous, evidently. So, so Zach, uh, I know that you know most of these tracks, most of these locations are 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 new for you. But if there's one that you're looking forward to, what's the race you're looking forward to being at the most this year? Like you have something circled on your calendar. Man, it, it's it's pretty much up in the air between Ironman mm-hmm. um, and, and then West Virginia. Uh, I mean, Snowshoe is Snowshoe's the one that everybody tells me. Like that's the one you got to go to. Like if you're you want to experience GNCC, you go to Snowshoe. So for that reason alone, I want to go there. Uh, it, it's funny. It's it, some of these rounds. Um, they've come to these stops multiple times, and, and I'm not saying people are burnt out, but they're uh, they're comfortable at mm-hmm. these locations. And for me, man, the sun is shining out of my butt. I'm just so excited <laughs> to be there. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And so some people are kind of confused by just how enthusiastic I am. But, uh, uh, I mean, shoot, I've been to Big Buck earlier this year, and I'm excited to go back this week. I, I really uh, – every stop for me is is uh, an extreme event and, and an exciting event. But um, I've always wanted to go see Ironman as the, the motocross race. Um, I just want to see the facility. Honestly, it just looks like such an incredible place in general. Um, but I'm really excited for that race. And then I would probably say Snowshoe's going to yeah, take the win. Yeah. So, Iron Man doesn't get the – as far as a motocross facility, I feel like it doesn't get, like, the pump that it deserves, like, when it comes to, like, great motocross tracks. Because, like, you think of, like, like Redbud and you think of Millville. Man, I put Iron Man right up there. I love watching Iron Man. It is if it is half as exciting in person as it is on yeah. television, I can only imagine. I, I mean, I wish I was fast enough to be able to ride it <laughs> at least a little bit like the pros can, because like that's the thing. You always see these super cool tracks like Redbud. You know, Redbud's awesome if I was fast enough to where I know I'd be hitting the leap. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you go all the way to Michigan and then you're just doubling it. Like I, I start to start to feel bad. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's an incredible facility. I've had several people that have gone up there for the GNCC. Um, and, and they say it's, it's a riot in its own way. So, uh, like I said, I'm excited for all of it. So does that mean you are going to be a man of the people and we'll see you at Howard's hole and Iron Man Hill? <laughs> Man, I uh, like I said, I don't want to spill too much of the beans, but I, I would like to try to do some uh, not only personal time over there, but I'd like to try to get the cameras out there. And that's what I mean. I want people to experience how exciting and how fun it is out at the GNCC. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if I can convince somebody to drag a camera down there with me, um, I would like to get right in the middle of it. Uh, and show everybody at home what they're missing because it's uh, it's going to be fun for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be cool. Absolutely. Get you on Racer TV Live, and you're, like, right in the middle of the mud hole just doing a live I told feed. them my, my plan is if we can find a good mud hole, I'd like to start about waist deep, and then by the end of the interview, I'm just going under the mud. <laughs> that, that will We're take... just slowly sinking down into it. Well, I... we, we know a few people down in Howard's Hole that can help you find that location. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. My people will get in contact with your people. Yeah, they, yeah we, we have the uh, the CEO of Howard's Hole, self-proclaimed CEO of Howard's Hole. He's a big fan of the show and listens in, so we'll, we'll, we'll get you in contact with him, and, and he'll get you right in the good spots. We can probably yeah, even no, get you a food, and right? I mean, Yeah, exactly. At every race, I want the spot, you know, the, the fan spot, the, the hill climb, the hole. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. I, I mean, like I said, for me, the entire thing is really exciting, but I know – 
like LaRocco's Leaf Bit Redbud, each stop has got their own individual obstacle yes. or individual characteristic that makes it so special. And so uh, that's that that insider, you know, homie GNCC people. Uh, that's what I want to learn. That's what I want to really get yeah. into is the the real roots of GNCC. That's well, awesome. If you go to Howard's Hole, you probably won't even have to jump in because by the time we're done going through there, we'll, uh, we'll probably have all the mud spun up on you. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I had a great time. I told Rita Coons at the end of Georgia, I was like, I've officially earned my GNCC badge because my inner motocrosser was screaming. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that there is a literal running stream coming <laughs> under my feet right now as I'm announcing. And they're like, yep, we're running it. We're not even delaying it. We're running it. And I'm just like, man, GNCC racing for you, folks. It is yeah. incredible. Yeah, you got a really, you got a uh, uh, first row seat of an official GNCC race last weekend for sure. <laughs> it was great. And, and you talk about something that's different than motocross, the team aspect during a race like that. Uh, I mean, I was standing right by the Rockstar Husky tent, and just in probably the 45 minutes I was standing there, there were three different guys that came in on e-bikes. They're grabbing new goggles. They're grabbing gas. Okay, I'll see you at mile six. I'm going to mile three. I mean, it is a full team effort yeah. for that entire race, uh, which is just such another unique characteristic that I feel like from the outside looking in, you don't think about, man, there's probably 10 to 12 people on this team that are spread out throughout the woods giving the riders information. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, and, and the fact they – they're so dialed and have it such like it's a well-oiled machine, and it takes a team to win to win a GNCC race. Absolutely, you know you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, absolutely, and you see, um, you see how serious they take it as well. I, I mean, the pit stops. Um, we we know Stu had his issues there with goggles uh, at, at the last race, and, and I mean, it just shows how high pressure those situations are, how chaotic things can get uh, when something's going wrong. Rider comes by it third, fourth gear, screaming stuff at the team. They can't figure out what he says. Like, it, it's it's really a full effort from everybody involved. The the wives and girlfriends, they're over there putting goggles on their riders. Like, it, it's it's pretty cool to see, especially at, at such a high level. Yeah. So what did you think when Stu came down pro row at Georgia and was, like, throwing his hands up asking what was going on with his pits? So we were standing right by the team, and – I've never seen like a herd, like a, a group of deer in headlights, but everybody was kind of just wide-eyed looking around because I don't think anybody understood what he was saying. <laughs> and so everybody's just kind of looking like, do you know what he said? What did he say? What? And of course, like, I don't want to go interrupt the team, but like I'm standing over there with Jackson and the camera like, do you guys know what he said? Because I didn't, that didn't make sense to me. And so, yeah, between the hand signals, the the yelling – uh, it, it was, like I said, chaotic to say the least, but, uh, when it goes right, yeah, it's a well-oiled machine. It's so smooth. You know, it's like a NASCAR pit crew in there, but, uh, a little more complicated. Um, sometimes, you know, you look at the Red Bull KTM, you look at the air filter change for Ben Kelly. I personally thought that was a little on the long side. Uh, when we asked them, they didn't really seem too stressed about it, but that's pretty crazy to me to think they're doing air box changes. They changed Airbox got fuel, got goggles, and Johnny Gerard came and hit him in the back end. Like there was just so much going on. So yeah, uh, yeah, it gets hectic in a hurry. You know, I've always been, I've always wondered what it's like to be on the opposite side of when I'm going around yelling to my pit crew about stuff because I can hear it clearly. 
It's no problem for me to understand what I'm saying. And then I come in at the end of the race, and they're like, yeah, we have no clue what you were talking about. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, in your mind, like, you think, like, if I'm tapping on my helmet, it can only possibly mean this one thing. Like, they've got to understand what I'm saying. But on the other side, you're like, why is he smacking himself in the head? Like, what is he What is he saying right now? Yeah, like, like it's I, just I've rode by two like totally different worlds. Yeah, Pointing pointing at parts on the four-wheeler, and after the race, they're like, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't know what you needed. And I'm like... I was clearly pointing at this part, and they're like, "Yeah, that didn't. That is not even close to what we were thinking was going on." <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it, but somehow it seems to get communicated in one way or another. Like you've almost got that team telepathy. That was one thing, you know. Even with Stu, nobody quite knew what he was saying, but they were able to piece the context clues together to somewhat get an idea. Um, and, and so that's what I mean. It's a it's a whole. A puzzle being solved everybody you know the wife's over there trying to figure it out and the mechanics sitting there trying to figure it out and so um yeah it's uh the teams learn their riders the riders learn the teams um but as as hectic as some of these conditions get and as brutal as it is especially when you're locked into a battle like i couldn't imagine being the team knowing okay my rider is locked in with another rider we're both coming in for pits at the same time like i have got to get those goggles on him as quickly as possible, but make sure they're not messed up. Like it's, it's high pressure for everybody. Oh yeah. Have you seen Bryson's pit stops? He, yeah. They're almost like laughing though. Like he's like sipping a, sipping a drink <laughs> with a straw. Like, well, like it's have you fair. seen his dump can set up? His dad puts the gas in. They have the goggles hanging off the top and then they have the drink on a drink holder at the bottom. So as his dad's putting gas in, Bryson's just like casually throwing his own goggles on, picking up his own drink, and then just pulls out of the Not pitch. quite as stressful as it was last year. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you, but you're watching and you're like, man, there's literally one guy pitting him and they're making this work where, it, you know, most of the time you'd want to have like a couple people, yeah, somebody to yeah, do my goggles, yeah. somebody to put the gas in the bike and somebody to give me my drink. Yeah. And then he's just pulling in like, oh, okay, it's in the... The drinks in the cup holder, goggles are on top. I'm just going to go ahead and put those on, and then by the time I'm done doing that, he'll be done with gas. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, he it's... seems to be firing on on all cylinders. At some points, you know, it almost seems like when you've got too many people over there, you know, arms are hitting one another, people are messing each other up. But he is just, he's got it down. He's got the whole system down, top to bottom, and, and calm is just the overlying theme with him. He just never seems like he's in too much of a hurry. Yeah, we had him on a couple weeks ago, and and and. Uh, slow is slow is smooth and smooth is fast, and that's the yep. that's the motto for him this year. And it seems to be working out pretty well. But uh, hey, Zach, man, dude, I told you fifteen minutes, and I should have known better. We got a, we got a bunch of talkers here, so so uh, man, we appreciate your time tonight. Appreciate uh, kind of hearing your background and how you got into it. And uh, dude, you, 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 I think it's cool seeing somebody coming in with a. Uh, like a new perspective and it's kind of like a breath of fresh air so you're doing a great job and and we really appreciate all that you do hey man i I cannot thank you enough like i said you guys have been uh, been there for me since the beginning so so thank you for that you all that you guys do um as somebody that had a podcast there for a little while i know exactly how much work goes into it um and mine was was half as big as yours is so uh you guys do do great work you talk to awesome people and uh, you give outsiders like me at the beginning of this year, you give me that whole different perspective where you not only get to see them as racers, but you get to see 
uh, the people behind the sport. And so uh, I appreciate you guys and uh, hope to see you at the races soon. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll yeah. see you soon. And uh, like I said, we'll uh, when before you go down to Howard's Hole, we'll hook you up with a uh, split line flea rag. That way you can kind of wipe your vision clean if you need to. That and <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, I want the full experience. Good deal, man. All right, man. We will talk to you down the road. And again, appreciate your time tonight. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. See right. you. Later, man. Yep. Bye. Man, I, I really enjoy the the fresh like the, the the fresh perspective coming from a different side of the sport and just giving us a different perspective. I think uh, he, he, I think uh, they both are doing a great job this year. No, they're definitely doing a great job. It's def it's always nice to have an outsider's perspective on what's going on, and the fact that he's enjoying it so much is what makes it that much better because it it, it seems like he just transitioned over to the cross country side and he's just fit right in. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. So uh, did, we, we kind of halfway did we kind of halfway did our picks for the weekend when Brandon was on. Yeah, but kinda. we did. We didn't fully, fully go into it. Did you give your picks yet? I didn't give my picks yet. All right. Go, I mean, give, give me your picks. All right. Quads. I'm just I've already went over this before. I'm going to keep betting on Jay until he wins. So Jay first. Jay first. Yes. Bryson. Jay even said that he didn't really care for this track. The, that don't matter. <laughs> I said at the beginning of the season I was going to bet on him until he wins. So hopefully he can prove me right. Okay. Okay. So Jay first, Bryson second, and John Delotta third. Okay. Okay. That's shaking things but, up. Yeah. Shakes, shakes yeah. things up, right? Yeah. So on the other end of that, though, uh, if Bryson wins this weekend, he could go back to Wendy's and get a four for four. <laughs> Man, I, I I don't know. I, I do think that a perfect season is in the cards. It could happen. It could happen. I mean, it's not in the realm of impossible, right? So it, it could definitely happen. Um, dirt bikes. Dirt bikes is tough. I think the only thing that takes Bryson out is either a breakdown or snowshoe. I could. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What do you uh, think? I, I would agree with that. And, and that was kind of what I was thinking, like, it may not even be it may not even be a breakdown it could just be a malfunction with yeah. something in the pits or something like that i mean you would think somewhere along the lines there's got to be something's going to happen yeah something yeah. something's going to happen yeah yeah and and we had walker on last week walker said and he 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 didn't seem too confident that he could be back for snowshoe but he did say that he feels like he could have a chance at snowshoe, even if he was only at eighty-five percent. He did say that, and I, I mean Walker at snowshoe. I mean he's he's a whole other animal. Well, I mean he is Walker Fowler, so he I, is the only other guy that was pushing Bryson that hard yeah, last year. Yeah. So, and if you look at all of his past years coming up through his. His thing was sprint speed, right? So he had a whole other level when it came to sprint speed at the beginning of the race, and then he just kind of cruised from there. So it it could be possible, right? Right. And then you, I mean, snowshoe is just a totally different animal to begin with. So it's not. That's we'll go back to what I said earlier. That's one of those things where you actually have to know how to ride a little bit more at snowshoe than you do at some of the other places. Mm -hmm. So bike setup doesn't have to be as perfect at snowshoe because there's a little more technical side to it than there is just, 
being able to hold it wide open around the track. Yeah. So bike setup is a lot more important when we're down south and whooped out places and things like that. Start coming back up to like the Mountaineer at Beckley, Snowshoe, different tracks like that where your stuff doesn't have to be as good to still be able to put in great results because if you just can ride, then you can put in those results. Right, So right. Snowshoe, totally different animal. Could be up to anybody to win that one. I've seen crazy things happen there. We've seen XC2 guys win. We've seen uh, Brian Wolf came out on stock revals and everything else. Still won. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Like, snowshoes are obviously the, the perfect mix-up for anything to happen. I mean, look at last year, what what happened to Bryson. I mean, the incident with that, it could very well happen again. Yeah, and I mean, on the other hand, though, Bryson might not make that mistake again just because he knows he doesn't have to. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because he's not being pushed like he was last year. Yeah, like last year, he's in the heat of the battle with Walker. So he's going to want to get to the front as fast as he can to make sure that he can close that gap. Well, sometimes that can lead to costly mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this year, probably not. He's going to, at this point, he's going to go into snowshoe as long as he stays consistently on the podium with a really good lead. So I don't see that mistake happening again, but it could. Nothing's impossible. Who do you got for your bikes? Oh, the bike side is... The bike side's tough. There's so many people that battle every week that show they have the speed to be there. Um, I think I'm going to put Stu first. Mm-hmm. Brandon convinced you with his uh, with his uh, sober mind expertise. Yeah, yeah. So Stu first. I should say sober heart. It came from his heart. Had to have. Drunk <laughs> mind speaks a sober heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stu first. Ricky second. Okay. And Craig DeLone third. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to stay on the trend of a new winner every weekend. I'm going to say Ricky first, Stu second, and Ben Kelly third. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Now, also on the dirt bike side. We're talking about how close the racing is over there. The dirt bike side gives us the possibility of we could go all the way to summer break and have a different winner every race. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, there's enough guys on the front row with enough speed that we could have a different overall winner every race between the first round and summer break. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's when's wild. the last time we've seen that without, you know, a ton of injuries? Never? Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, I... I mean, even back in the day, I didn't, there was usually like a few guys that would battle each other really hard, but when, there wasn't nine people that could win. When right. we had exactly. when we had Stu on, he said that by round four, you will be able to tell who are the guys that are in it for the championship. We're here, and... It's iffy. I mean... It's up in the air. I don't think I don't think he's wrong. I just think that there's more than two guys. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? It's gonna be more than a duel. It's gonna be it's gonna be maybe three or four guys. Look at how many of those guys have already won overalls before. Yeah. No. Exactly. A lot. Stu, All of them. Pretty Josh much. Strang. Yeah. Bad. 
Craig Johnny, DeLong. Johnny Girard, you know, he had to have surgery on his elbow right before the beginning of the season, and it's starting to heal up nice. And I'm telling you what, man, I think I think that he is a guy that can win in his rookie year. I really do. Oh, yeah. definitely. He's definitely got the speed to do it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, have you got your split on fantasy team picked yet between now and the last time I asked you at the beginning of this podcast? Well, I mean, first, I'm I'm betting on Jay. Mm-hmm. So I got to pick him. And then so that's your that's your top five pick. Yeah. And then I'm going to bet on myself until I figure out how to get back into the top 20. <laughs> OK. And then uh, let me think. Probably. Have you even looked at the at the, at the handicaps yet? Probably pick Alex Thyman. Okay. Fair enough. Because I know he's got a good handicap, and he's capable of finishing there, obviously. Okay. Okay. And then on the dirt bikes. Oh, so you're just going to announce your whole team right here. I mean, do you want me to? Yeah, whatever you want to do, man. On the dirt bikes. It's your show tonight. Like, this is like your night to shine. (laughs) Yeah. On the dirt bikes, I'm going to have to pick. I got to have one top five guy. Uh, all right, we'll pick Stu for my top five guy. And then... Not much room for error there. Yeah, yeah, not much room for error, right? But, I mean, it's worth picking when uh, he's consistently where he needs to be for good points. Right. Uh, man, from there, though, it gets kind of... It's it, tough. It, the bikes, you can really make up a lot of points. And you can almost guarantee, I, I've been doing some, like, going back and looking. You can almost guarantee there's going to be at least, on the ATV side, it looks to me like you're consistently going to get two, maybe three 22 handicaps in in the uh, tw- top 20 overall. And that's, picking those guys is tough, the 22 handicap guys. On the bike side, you have a little bit of a better chance because it seems to me like usually it's about five of the top 20 guys are outside the top 20 um, in the overall point standing, which puts them at the 22 handicap. Um, last year, it was all over the place. So I don't know. I, I think that you know if you want to swing for the fences, look at those guys that are right outside that top 20 right now currently. I'm gonna go with Lane Michael and Grant Davis okay. to finish out my team. That's a solid. That's a that's a very solid and I'm not gonna say safe team, but a uh, a team that could get you a lot of points. Yeah, I mean Lane and Grant both have good handicaps and are capable of being really far up in the overall. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and Lane was on fire that last full gas race. I don't know if you guys keep up with that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, he won. Yeah, I mean he yeah. was he was on rails. If he could if he could take that speed and just get that third hour, man. We talked to him before, and just that that third hour is the thing for him. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I want to see Lane do it, and I especially want to see Lane do it when it when he's riding under his own efforts this year yeah for sure who do you have for this weekend Oof. Hmm. i feel like i'm gonna end up picking the same guys that you guys have for this weekend though. <laughs> so i mean that's the tough part for quads um you know obviously bryson Neal. I, I think that he's gonna he's gonna walk away with this one um i would have to say john glotta second and i'm gonna go for jay shad third um, it's a good pick. 
I, he's going to get the whole shot. I always have a soft spot for the guys that are currently on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you hear them talking like, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely. on the podium. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've already got my starts figured out this week. Like for sure. He's, he, yeah, I mean. When I, he said, I, do, I do honestly think that that's all. I think once he gets those starts figured out and can break away in that top three, four guys at the beginning of the race, it's going to make a world of difference. Starts start are everything. I yeah. mean, if, if you can get out there and, and you can hook on to the pace of, say, Bryson Neal, I mean, you've are, you're already a jump start ahead of being. Say, if you get you come out the hole in eighth. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he also did say that if his bike starts like it did in the backyard, then they're in trouble. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Safe bet. Okay. Who you got yeah. for bikes? Oh, I, I you know I really think that I think I'm going to go with Ben Kelly, Stu. And I'd really like to see Thad. I mean, I really. Oh like man, I'd him. love to see Thad on a podium. I would love to see Thad up on the podium. I mean, he he's had his his downfalls, his his injuries and stuff like that. He's been back and forth with that, but you know, I I really like to see him back up on the podium. Yeah, no, it's he's due, and he his riding is there. It's just been bad luck so far this season. So, so I think that uh, um, seeing him up there is something we could definitely look forward to. So, man, it's been a good show. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think ready to take I it mean, out? how do you feel like you did assessing your 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 yourself over here in the co-producer seat or co Are we replacing Brandon? And it's like Are we Yeah, I want to know cuz I give Brandon he's usually at about a a 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Brandon was at a 6, I was probably at least a solid 3. Okay. Okay. For your first time, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, you at one point in time you were you were a guest co-host, and then you moved over to the producer chair. Now you're moving up into that chair. He's just moving right up the ring. I guess so. I guess there's only, <laughs> only one seat left. <laughs> there's only one seat left. He's he's filled more seats than I have here. So, <laughs> got to be. Uh, I'm now, not, I'm a. Uh, there's only one more high pressure thing you got to do. Yeah, I got to take us out, right? You got to take us out. All right, guys. Let's do this. Take us out and get the whole shot this weekend. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. That's two things you got to do. We need we we need the split line stickers up there, high on the. Uh, I got my new gear. It's on the gear too. It's on the gear. It nice. is nice. And we need butt patches too. Yeah, I need a producer D butt patch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Devin. Let's see what you got. All right, guys. So if you're going to the races this weekend, you're definitely going to want to check out Magna One Motorsports. You can go to MagnaOneMotorsports.com and get anything before you go or after. They got used bikes, helmets, goggles, gear, and more. Trackside support at any of the GNCCs and any PG events. Magna One's Magna One Clean It revolutionary cleaning product for your dirt bike, ATV, and anything else you take to the track this weekend. Rodney probably doesn't know much about the cleaning supplies because he doesn't ride enough. I cleaned it this weekend. I cleaned it. it. Oh, he got it dirty once. So, does it look good though? It it at least got to get it dirty twice this year. And, uh, yeah, yeah. At well, least. we need to get we need to get a plan. So after the shows, that we're going to start talking about our game plan. All right, and how we good. How how we're going to uh, uh, make Brandon ride faster? Well, <laughs> well, after you get all that stuff cleaned up. You can go and uh, make sure your gut seat covers working properly, mm-hmm. and uh, you know seat innovation tech, custom seat foams covers. And if you don't believe me, you can ask Rodney, you can ask Brandon, 
And you can ask, ask a Bryce lot. Neal. Yeah, you can ask Bryson Neal, Thad Duvall. Those guys all run them, so they got to be good, right? Then you can go to get your seal savers. You never know if it's going to be muddy out there. Even in the dust, you can save those seals, keep those shafts clean. They got boot covers, hand covers, so that way you can try to save yourself from getting blisters. And you can also use discount code SPLITLINE for 25% off. Once you have all that, you got to complete your build with Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. What are they made of, Coop? Case hardened steel, baby. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for performance and durability, that's definitely where it's at. I've made at least four seasons on those things. No problem. <laughs> got one on order right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't you go wrong with this. No, actually, I didn't. I what? <laughs> what? I ordered it from, Dog, that ordered counts. It from RGs. <laughs> oh, jeez. What? I was putting in a big parts order. I had a big do, parts Do you know order. how much you could have saved? I, I already saved. 30%. Yeah, you could have used oh, discount I code. Out. Yeah. Split line 30. Oh, and got 30. 30%. See, guys, a perfect example why you should be watching Split Line Off-Road Podcast. So you don't even watch? You're producing a show you don't even I watched. I just totally <laughs> forgot about it. Oh, my goodness. Doug, don't listen to this guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. We, t- we will take credit for that salvo. That is true. Yeah. It, it was still because of the show. So, I mean, it, it still counts. But next time, let's use discount code SPLITLINE30. That's right. Once you got everything cleaned up and all those parts on your bike, you can go check out the Mountain State Hair Scrambles. They did reschedule their first round for the 7th and the 8th. So if you uh, weren't available for the first weekend, you can make it now. Yep. So that's all we got for you guys. Dang, that was good. You did good. You did good. I don't know. I felt I felt like that was not super great. No, I, I dug it. I dug it. It was good. Episode 109. We got to thank our special guest, Jay Shadron, Zach Heron, Brandon Whitehair as a call-in guest. Thank you, Jonathan Whitehair, for coming in and helping produce this show. And for Devin Masters and myself, Rodney Cooper, that will be episode 109. And we are out. Peace. Peace. I was raised up by a simple man I grew up with a gun in my hand Taught me how to love and how to fight Taught me what's wrong, taught me what's right Said you don't have a choice to choose You do what you can and don't ever lose Just remember even when I'm dead and gone Stick to your guns, son Make me proud, don't never back up, don't never back Tell it like it is Yeah, this life's gonna be Real damn tough You take them scars And you call that bluff Don't let me catch you fitting in Cause everyone's an outlaw Until it's time to do outlaw shit